Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. <laughs> All right. We have hit the midway point of the week here. Live for the next two hours. And at least we have something of value tonight in the NBA. And, well, we hope. Well, yeah, we, yeah. we hope. at least there's something that's bringing us to the TV set. There is a look. I, I'll tell you, this is how big. I, look, I, two things. Two things. One, something just came out now because unprovoked and without even being prodded, Adam Schefter decided to just talk about Deshaun Watson. So everybody goes crazy. But Schefter himself has had to correct and clear up so many different things that he said on both TV and radio on Twitter. I'm not reporting. This is just what makes sense. Or I'm not reporting. Right. This is just my well, thought of what could happen. Right. Yeah. And you know what that is, Aton. That's a slow week in sports. ESPN's exactly. producers are like, exactly. dude, you got to say something this week because we need programming and we need stuff to talk about. And to you know to argue over, so just put something out. You're not reporting it, but you're just yeah. yeah the thought crossed my mind no, that uh, it just Sean Watson, uh, blah, 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 you know what I mean. And then and all of a sudden they're talking about it on first take after they get done talking about Stephen A. Smith's latest insensitive remark. You Which know that's the way it goes. Purpose, by the way, what's that? That was also done on purpose. Right. Oh, no doubt about it. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was always taught by you guys. You know, the both of you always say, "Hey, if it's not concrete news, if it's not something that you could really put your name behind, then just leave it alone." You know, right. if somebody else reports. I mean, just leave it alone. So at this point, I'm not just going to go out making stuff up, right? You know, what I mean, I can give yeah. you like a player's point of view about it, but at this point, there's nothing that can go on with with the Sean right now. Nothing until everything cross, everything you know culminates on 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 what happened, what's going to happen in court. It makes no never mind if you say to Sean Watson. Nothing at all because he's right. not doing anything right now. He's not going to be allowed into the NFL right now. So, I mean, come on, man. Just no, leave it alone. It's really difficult to to do any that, – that's what I'm saying. That's exactly why this doesn't even get looked at by any means. The other thing, though, that, that I am interested in, and I don't know if, where you guys look at it, but I, I just put something out now for Philly Voice this week. And McMullen kind of hinted on something broader on, on his piece yesterday, or maybe it was Monday. But there is like I, I went to Matt Mullen and, and the, the editor there, right, at Philly Voice, and it was trying to get something on the Eagles, right? Like right. trying to get an angle or something. Just because I knew that's always what hits. And he's like, dude, this Simmons stuff is through the roof right now. And I, I think, honestly, this is the biggest story right now. Even if we don't necessarily feel it or see it or talk about it, it just seems like as far as consumption is concerned, everybody is on like, oh, man, you could get this guy. You could get that guy. Let's trade Simmons for this. Like, we've reached that point of the Simmons conversation, not if they should trade Ben Simmons, fellas, but who when and who. Back. Yeah, yes. right. Yes. And that like the trade machine and all this other stuff, then 
you know, you get a week of radio content on this, on the trade machine. Yeah, no question. I guess it was what Mark Stein is the latest guy, right? To have put right. something out in a newsletter or something that that named a couple of teams uh, that have interest in Ben Simmons. So it, it appears, if you, you know, if all this stuff is true, that there's some sort of you know reasonable market out there where at least Daryl Morey will be able to play one or two or three teams off one another and try to you know try to get something decent in return, right? No question. I mean. We're still talking about three-time um, all-star, you know. So I mean, it's, it his value right now is higher than we it's higher than what we think because we're thinking in the aspect of all right, you know, if he would have done, if he did just dunk one basketball, you know, they could still be playing right now. But we, you know, it, it, at this point, we have a lot less. We we think of him as a lot less value because we went through the BS for the well, you know, yeah. for, for the last couple of years. Right, we've you know, seen it over and over and over. Right, again. so outside of this, they haven't seen it. We see yeah, the warts yeah. up close, Barrett. You know what I mean? Like, we we know where all of them are. This is right. the biggest story in the NBA. I mean, the, the ESPYs were ripping him. You don't think that other GMs are aware that he's afraid to shoot, that he won't go to the free throw line? Look, it doesn't mean that he's damaged goods, Yeah, but, I, I you know, his value dropped in the postseason. It did. But I think I think what Barrett is saying, and I agree with him, there's still value. You know what I mean? It's not yeah, like where this thing yeah, has yeah, totally absolutely. bottomed out. Now maybe they have to throw in some sort of sports psychologist or psychiatrist along with him in the deal. You know, like they give a couple of second round picks, a future first, a sports psychiatrist, you know, uh, Maxi, and something else, and maybe they get the deal done. I'm telling you, there is there's one trade. That makes the most sense. And the irony is that from Anthony Gargano to 50 other people that would call us on a daily basis leading up to that draft, I got stuff that I hadn't heard since I worked with Mad Dog about, you don't know this, you don't know that, you don't watch basketball. But the guy who they should have taken all along, and we would never have been in this situation, was the guy taken next was Brandon Ingram who yeah. for the last two years is scoring 24 points a game in the NBA. Yeah. Who, mind you, is attainable, and I'll tell you how. And you, my friend, are caught in the middle. The middle. <laughs> now, on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket can. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry May. All right, now joined by SportsMap Radio, of course, live throughout on the Jacob Media YouTube page. So we invite you to be a part of the program, to like, to subscribe to the channel, and make sure you hit the notification bell so you're not straggling in 15, 20, 30, 45 minutes. We, uh, two things that, that caught my eye, and all the things that caught your eye, that's fine. You can just stop and interrupt me and all. We, we don't really, like, lay out a huge plan of what's going on but clearly in front of us tonight game four of the nba finals and harry and i were talking about this yesterday so now the three of us on the show with the stream and everyone behind it there's an interesting coincidence that has matched up with tonight that i think the nba should take full advantage of and then what we just opened up with which is ben simmons mark stein it's national it's local here in philly the Simmons, the Simmons, the Simmons. I'll just say this. You can easily, I think, work a three-team trade where New Orleans is getting somebody of offensive value back. The third team is getting Ben Simmons. 
and you here in Philadelphia return Brandon Ingram? Because I don't think that New Orleans would want to put Ben Simmons and Zion on the floor at the same time. No. You lose a ton of shooting. Right. So that's fine. Even if they move somebody else or they get another player, another shooter, that's fine. But I think uh, Brandon Ingram is a name that hasn't been talked about, I don't know, at all or enough, fellas, that fits the perfect need around Embiid. He can put it on the floor. He can shoot. He's a poor man's butler in that sense of he can take over if you need to. And all of that. It's not Damian Lillard. This is not some pipe dream of Bradley Beal. I think he's attainable. Well, you're right, man. That, that is a pipe dream. I think we're going to get Damian Lillard because we don't have enough, you know, horses in the stable to garner somebody like him. We have to be honest. Do we send, you know, is a team that's in a rebuilding mode? Is that the type of team that you look for for Ben Simmons? Or do you find somebody that's already a contender that can use his services just defensively? They already have a, a main, you know, unit of scores in there. What type of team is really going to want Ben Simmons at this point? Well, I mean, defense is deep. I, I understand defense, but you got to score. This is a scoring league. Right. It's the only problem, man. If we if we were to be able to pull something off like that, I would love it. He'd be a perfect. Ingram would be a perfect complement to what you know with with the you know the 76ers are trying to do. He can come up, you know, be that that great third guy in the mix to light it up a little bit, you know. And plus, I me, mean, he's a long and rangey type of guy. Right. I mean, he wouldn't hurt you too bad on defense. So, no, no, yeah, that'd be a great trade. Not going to kill you at no, all. I'd be cool with that. And look, I, I think, honestly, I, I think you can get back something even more. Like, clearly, you're going to get back something more than you would if you got Bradley Beal or Damian Lillard. That's not to say that's a bad deal. Like, oh, shit, you know, we're in the break now for a couple of minutes. So it's like, shit, you know, you got Damian Lillard back. That's a great. But it's almost like you want to get a 1A and that's it. And maybe right. really hamper because you still have Harris with my look. Brandon Ingram makes money, but he's not Ben Simmons' money. Right. So, well, let me ask you: What would you guys think about a Paul George? I mean, would that be an even trade? Oh, he's Paul not George coming East. <laughs> he's not. Just, just get it out. You know, take it off. He's the not, table. Yeah, he's not coming. Either. He's not. I think George would want out in order to be dealt, and I don't know if he does <laughs> want out. And look, right. man, if Paul George is struggling to deal with what's around him in L.A. Yes, that's why I said can't that. He lay off P and not show up in the playoffs in Philadelphia. No. Right. Uh, Danny Green is going to have to step up for him like you've never seen before. No well, according to this Mark Stein thing, uh, in addition to the Minnesota Timberwolves, which we talked about a couple of weeks ago, the Indiana Pacers, Cleveland Cavaliers, Sacramento Kings, and the Toronto Raptors are all considered as possible suitors. I heard the Thunder also. The third, they, well, they the Thunder's to... a place where you can park contracts because they've right. got cap space. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Do right? you know what? So they could be involved as a third team. Yeah, well, they right? don't have anything worth. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. But you know what? What? What type of value could we get from them? Nothing. Well, that nobody thing, wants though, anything from them. <laughs> they they have draft picks and they have the ability to to take, take on, on contracts. contracts. Yeah, so right, they're right, really right. valuable. Like Oklahoma City now becomes a major player in that three-team scenario with New Orleans. Right. You can take somebody, if it's from here, not really many options here, New Orleans as well, and either move or, again, let's say the Pelicans are parting ways with Ingram and they're not getting Simmons back in that third-team, that three-team trade, they're going to want assets. They're going right. to want, like, Pelicans are not necessarily, hey, we need somebody right now to put us over the top win now. Pelicans could easily kind of continue to grow 
with assets as well. Yeah. 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 So that that's where I think you're right on the surface. It's like, come on, Oklahoma City. But that's where I, I think you can get a little bit of value. Well, it wasn't, it it wasn't, but what, three or four years ago, is that, you know, the 76ers was that team. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many times yeah. we be, become a salary dump for, for the Kings? You know, so I don't, I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know how you could really pull this off, like you said, without a three team deal. Uh, Ingram makes money, but it's not Simmons' money, right? This is the middle Just on the Sports sure. Map Radio Network. No. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the it's O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Yeah. Here's Aton Shander. Barrett 158 million. Hey, I just remember, man. This is back. Barrett, you might have still been at the station as well. I want to say, was this when the Pope came or no? Was that after? When was what year was Simmons drafted? You remember? Uh, was it 16? 2016. 2016, I think. Right. Yeah. So what's that now? Six years ago? Five years. Five years, Five years ago. ago. Was that when the Pope came? I have no idea. Remember when they shut the city down? And that's when I was down in AC for like a week. Because our old program director, Matt Nahagian, decided that nobody was going to be able to get in and out from the city to oh. the studio. So they put us up in hotels. And Barrett, were you not down there? When I, the think I, I think I was down there. Why do did I, you and I not do a show together down there at the Trop? We did. That's right. Oh, thank you. Okay. Thank <laughs> you. Right, yeah. Wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> now, again, I may be conflating stuff. But I believe that we did a show down there at the Trop, and that was one of the shows in which we were technically, I was still on the show, but we were filling in because Anthony was off. So we were filling in for Anthony Gargano technically in the morning show. And that's when I believe, because I remember I had all these printouts of Brandon Ingram and all these advanced stats about what he was doing in college. And that's when like violations, Greg and all these guys were piling up on me saying, you don't know your ass from your elbow, Simmons, Simmons, Simmons. Everybody was Kevin Cobb infatuated with Ben Simmons. And I just find it ironic that of all things now we've come back to it full circle where Simmons could be swapped for a full people brand. Well, and also I, remember you kind of you kind of you know you kind of almost switched me in a, in a sense because I I wanted to score, you know what I mean? We I wanted to score, and I and at the time they said Ben can do everything. Ben can do this. Ben Ben can chew bubble gum and 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 walk at the same time. Well, it seems as though he can't right now. So <laughs> we we're we're lost right now. Lost. He can't totally chew lost. bubble gum and shoot a free throw at the same time. <laughs> that that we do know. <laughs> Um, but you talk about this Ingram, uh, you know, it's a t- an enticing name and, you know, he doesn't make quite Ben Simmons money. Still has got a pretty big contract, but, right. um, do you think that the Pelicans would really want to get rid of him or is, is nope. that, is that known that they are shopping Ingram? Yeah. It, well, they it, just gave up a King's ransom for AD it, it, to bring him in. I mean, they brought him in for that. That's the, that's, you know, that's, that's a deal in which, you know, I, I thought they lost in that deal. You know what I mean? I thought they lost, but I mean, Anthony Davis leaves the franchise, goes to, you know, with King James, you know, because he willed this to happen. They sent Brandon Ingram over. Mm-hmm. I thought they really won. I don't think they want to let him go. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's the thing, though. Ball also ball, yeah. New Orleans is not necessarily a beacon for success, right? No. Right. And they, right. And they have money tied in. So 
you do have to look at the enticement of moving on from a guy. And again, you're going to have to get something of value back. New Orleans does not have anybody remotely close to Ben Simmons when it comes to being able to defend and lock down the perimeter. So what they may be doing is saying, well, we can get scoring, especially if we can get assets. And look, there are other people out there that you can tie in if it's a that's why I say a third team, a third team in this is essential. But I'm not saying that Brandon Ingram is upset or the Pelicans are, you know, frustrated with him. But look, let's be honest. It's Brandon Ingram on the New Orleans Pelicans. It's not like Damian Lillard or Steph Curry, like Brandon Ingram can be pried from New Orleans if you make the right deal or two. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Is is that I don't think like New Orleans is not good enough, I think, to have anybody outside of Zion untouchable. That's untouchable. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm, I'm saying the same thing about the Toronto Raptors also. I mean, we all we we all laugh, like, you know, it is, you know, this is a trap to even say this, but we were talking about, you know, Kyle Lowry for a Ben Simmons. I mean, everybody was like, oh no, it's it, at this point. Hindsight, looking back, that might have been a great deal. Kyle Lowry for Ben Simmons, a facilitator, a scorer, you know, leader on the field, me on on the, on the court. He might have worked out a little better than Ben being out there. Yeah, I you know, I, I, if you look back at what you get for a trade in the off season, I think in season it's it's something to look at. Here's here's where I would say, I from what we heard. There, it, it seemed to be that there was a position of not desperation, but there seemed to be a position of taking advantage of the Philadelphia 76ers, like trying to look to trade Ben Simmons. And from what we heard, and this isn't like what I heard, it's like what we heard, all of us, the Raptors wanted more than what Morey was willing to give up. So that's where I need to see what happens now, right? Does that make sense, Barrett? Where it's Absolutely. like, I agree yeah. with you. If they, if they get back, you know, I don't know, fill in the blank. If they get back, uh, whoever it may be, right? I'll just pick somebody random, Terry Rogier, and that's it. And that's all you get back is Terry Rogier after a Ben Simmons trade. Then you look back and say, you know what, Daryl Morey, you probably should have overpaid for for Kyle for Lowry. Lowry, yeah. yeah. You, you underplayed your hand here. But if they get back Brandon Ingram and a big that can play from a third team, then we may look at it in a different light and say, all right, yeah, we would have liked Kyle Lowry, but you didn't give up multiple draft picks at, at that. that. Does that make sense? Like, I hate to say that we're walking a middle ground in this thing, but I think we kind of need to wait and see what they get back for this trade. Because if not, then you are 100% right. And then we open up that door of, damn, you could have had Lowry. And you right. knew you were going to get Lowry back. Right, right, right. I mean, it, as a city, we're not ready to pounce just yet. Because, I mean, I think we still have a lot of – we have a, we have a lot of faith in management right now with the 76ers when it pertains to, you know, where Ben Simmons is going simply because Ben has kind of played his way out of, um, out of the city. So since he's played his way out of the city, I think we are looking towards them to make the right decision. But, but was the right decision back then Kyle Lowry? Though? I'm, that's, that's, that's the only way I'm saying. I think we have yeah. some faith here, and I don't know. It's not blind faith, but we have faith because of who the general manager is. Yes, now. And absolutely. a guy who is, absolutely. You know, has been known to make trades and big trades and you know, bring in big names. Right. I mean, he's a big game hunter, this guy. And yeah, he's, got, I mean, he's got a resume. So I think that's what sort of you sit here and say, well, you know, I don't know where he's going to go, but I trust this guy's going to get something done and we're going to probably be okay with it. 
Well, we're looking at well at this point, we're looking at his roster that's playing in the finals. That's his <laughs> roster. He brought in CP3. That's his. Those are his guys. I mean, um, you know, that was one of his guys. He, he sent from Houston to uh, uh to the Suns. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, he saw some. He saw a little bit of a, all right. You know, this guy can play still. Got him out of there. Sent him to the Suns. Now the Suns are you know reaping the benefits. Yeah, reaping yeah. the benefits of him. Now, the Philly Godfather has just posted a big move, a futures move. Uh-oh. Is this yes. Oklahoma 8-1? to one? No, it's a football NFL move. Uh, Cleveland. Yeah. Is it Cleveland? No, it is not. I knew he was all over Cleveland. It's an NFC team. An Dallas. NFC team. It's Dallas. an NFC East team. Dallas. Washington no. football team. Washington oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. football team. Yeah, not yeah. Now, NFC Championship and the Super Bowl. What do they have it at? Uh, the NFC Championship is plus 2,500, and the Super Bowl is plus 6,600. Okay, well, that's dropped because they must have got in 6,600. They must have got in like two weeks ago. Mm. Because to win it now, it's been down, I, I want to say, in the 4K. Well, he just put it up so oh, on Twitter. So I don't, you know, I don't know when he placed it but he's 5500 so it's it's middled out from what i thought i thought it was high 4k but it's at 5500 and you said it was what for initially for the super bowl yeah i'm just talking super bowl he put 6600 66 so it's dropped 1100 points Mm. since he's bought that ticket now i'm not saying he's moved the line but somebody moved that line Mm -hmm. by 1100 points harry Right in in the middle of July. Yeah. All right. So Slow time. Seriously, somebody's firing right now. Yeah. Like me, uh, man. I tell you, you, you guys got to pay attention. All right. Six six to eight. You know, I leave this show, and then I have access to these people that I don't have access to during the day here. So opinions change. Like I was all over that All Star game last night because I got a nice little nugget. You were one. I didn't watch it. I was just saying from a betting standpoint. One, I want you to understand this, okay? Mm-hmm. One, it wasn't last night. It sure as hell wasn't last night. One of the last 15 now, including last night, all-star games, has gone over double digits, has hit double digits. Right. One of 15. So you take the under. Yeah. Yes, and I yeah. took the under with the AL, and then I just watched back. No, no Russian <laughs> ping pong last night. I, look, I got to tell you, man, you know, you can learn a lot from poker players right. when it comes to betting, right? They they will tell you all the time about why it, it's uh, what's the term, VPIP, right? That's what they use. VPIP. VPIP. Right. Do you know that? No. It's basically like, um, here. Let me get up the actual di- voluntary putting money in pot, mm. which means that you choose to put the chips in the middle. Right. I'm not coming to Barrett with a sheet and saying, hey, I need 10 picks from you. Pick these games right now. That's what betting is all about. Right. It's you are voluntarily placing your wager. Nobody's putting a gun to your head and saying, you better bet Veleshnikov tonight at 2 a.m. in order to win this match. I mean, maybe that's happening in Chechnya, but it's not happening here with us. Right. So Mm -hmm. that's the whole point of it is. It's all about finding the value. There was no value in ping pong last night, gentlemen. No, but the, there's only been one all-star game where there's been double-digit runs scored since 2005. Well, that's right. That's 15 yeah. now. One yeah. of the last 15. So yeah. coming into it last night, you had one of 14. 
one of 14. Right. Man, I got to show you this graphic. And, right. the, and the whole thing about it, what was it, 11 and a half, 11, 11 and a half, I think was the total? Yeah, but a lot of places you could get the under 10 and a half at really good money, at, at really good positive yeah. money. And just based on that trend alone, 10, you still hit with 10. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. look, we don't need stew on that one. That one no. was an easy one. But I was talking about this with, uh, with uh, one of the kids in our bag room, our bag room last night. He likes to place a wager every once in a while. And he's like, man, I got to take that over. And I'm like... You know, you got to figure they're rolling out the best pitchers in the game outside of DeGrom is, are going to yep. be on the hill one inning after another. And these guys are going to just come in and throw in heat like that's going to mitigate any of the humidor and the altitude and all that other stuff that, that absolutely makes, makes yeah. it advantageous <laughs> to me uh, and makes the under the play. Yeah, the, the guys that are up there are the best in the business. Right. You know, what I'm saying right. they're not trying to get smoked by anybody, you know, but let me let me ask you guys this. When the Olympics does a start, are you guys betting on anything in the Olympics? No. No. Not at all. Maybe the golf. <laughs> Why not? I'm, I'm, I mean, that's, Maybe the golf. That's probably what you bet. I mean, that, that's probably one of the best things to bet is the Olympics. Like, who's going to run? Who's going to win the 100-yard dash or, you know, the four-by-one decathlon? Right. I, know, I would think that'd be huge in betting. Now, is, is no. this your NBC Sports Philly uh, did you get a memo that you actually opened up in your emails after Fadul told you to look at your emails and say, hey, can you promote the Olympics, please? It's on our network. Yeah. Damn Good it, luck. Harry. Is that what this is? Damn Good it, luck. Harry. Just Damn it, Harry. Know yeah. Next thing you know, he's going to be saying, you got to subscribe to Peacock. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. But if you were subscribed to Peacock, you could watch the British Open or the Open Championship at one in the morning tonight. Is well, that the hey. only way I can watch it? One o'clock in the morning till four in the morning. It's on Peacock. Then it comes on the Golf Channel at four a.m. Okay. Eastern time, well, and no, then it goes back on the Peacock later in the afternoon. Okay, so I'm just gonna get Peacock for this weekend and then cancel. Oh, really? <laughs> so I don't need that much. I, I the Golf Channel gives me enough. Yeah, because you're not uh, changing a diaper at two a.m. Exactly right. If you were. Yeah, so you're probably you up anyways. Peacock. Exactly. That, that probably exactly. helps you out the most. Oh, man, I got to tell you something. All right. I, I got to tell you both of you something. Uh, day in, the day in the life of fathering here. We'll get into this coming up. You guys are both going to be really proud of what I did with baby Teddy coming up. All right. Oh, it, yeah. 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 It's the middle all here live on the Jacob Media YouTube page. Make sure you like, subscribe, hit us with the notification bell as well so you don't miss the show. We're Live and local from the Fritz and Bean Cooley Law Studio. If you know someone who suffered a personal injury, contact Brian Fritz directly, a tough lawyer for a tough town. The Middle, sponsored by Pure Bull Beef Jerky. Get yours now. Go to steersnacks.com. All right, we are back in three across the board here. Reminder, I believe, right, Jeff Parles is going to be oh. with us today. I don't know, but we got, we'll got we have breaking news on Richard Sherman when we come Oh, yeah, back. I did see this coming up. All right, we'll do all of that coming up next here on The Middle. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. 
Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Welcome to the Wildwoods, the perfect place where you can safely do everything or nothing at all. Catch a wave, take a nap, go for a drive, grab a bite. It's your vacation, and we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one. The Wildwoods, your vacation, your way. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. This is a key. It's a family tree. It's a pair of wings. It's a secret handshake. And a ticket to anywhere in the world. It's more than a uniform. It's the door to a world most people only dream of. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. Try it on at GoArmy.com. All right. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. So, the kid has this thing called a, a pack and play, right? Barrett, I'm sure you know what that is. It's basically okay, Teddy. Like, Teddy's got Teddy a pack and play. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, basically this, it's basically like a pop-up crib, if you will, right? plastic hard plastic yep got webbing in it and then it holds this little like panel if you will you wrap a towel on that fold out panel and then you put him on there and he's on his back you know this kid can already roll on his side he's not even a month old yet so he's he's on his back right and he just he's a baby so he wants to eat he wants to defecate and he wants to be held he doesn't really love being on his back at all <laughs> So, you know, the, my wife needs a couple of minutes a day, right, to, uh, by herself. So I'm working upstairs watching him and I'm thinking, uh, you know, at some point need to start playing some music, introduce him to sounds right outside of just my voice, God forbid, and my wife and his grandparents. So I go to the search on YouTube on the TV and start pumping in classical music, thinking, well, look, you know, I'll play some 
Mozart, Vivaldi, whatever it may be. Classical music is meant to, as a child at least, really open up the mind. Oh, Vivaldi. Uh, Vivaldi. The thumbs. <laughs> you know, the thumbs on Vivaldi. So in my previous search for classical music pops up Sam Spence. NFL. Oh, the NFL films guy. So I let that sucker run for oh. about 90 minutes yesterday while That's my wife awesome. was up doing shower, taking care of herself. And it was just, and she comes down. She's like, this is a classical music. Yes, it is. Like, it yes, is. It is. Yes, it it's is. all done by classical instruments. And you know oh, what? He wasn't you trying. That out. No? He wasn't crying. No, he, he, was, you know, he wasn't bopping to it, but just the time. I would yeah, I would think she'd be loud, you know, just like yeah, just like Joey B said, I mean, uh not Joey B, but um Clash Real says. I'm surprised he wouldn't woo dang. Not woo, yet. Dang. No, I can say that when he could understand it. You know, that that's the thing. When, when he could start singing the Yeah, that's the difference, man. Oh man. I had that C D when it came out in the early nineties. I wore that sucker out, man. It was great, wasn't it? Yeah, man? it was great. Like you those were my college home. days, man. That back that then? Oh yeah, man. That college was great back when back when I was I mean, even at Kansas State. Like Kansas State is like they put a university in the middle of a cornfield. Right. They say, here, go to school. That's here. also called Shippensburg. Yeah, or <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but you know, look, but the difference is you guys at least had hills and stuff like that, streams and all you see in Kansas. In fact, you could, your dog could run away 20 miles down the field, and, and you could still yeah. see it. That's how flat it is. Out there. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing out there, bro. Yeah. I remember my first time going to practice. First of all, it's the extremes of all the weather, extremes. Like when it's hot, it's like 105 degrees. When it's cold, it's, it's like negative, yeah, it's negative five. <laughs> Man, we're, I'm, 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 it's like 100 degrees out there. We're going to practice. And uh, my my boy that I came in with, Andre Coleman, he has a citation, one of those old citations. This is like a like a maybe a a seventy eight or eighty citation. It's a Chevy. Oh, it's it, it Chevy was horrible, citation. Man. That was an yeah. ugly car. It was like a bubble. You know what I mean? A yeah, Jetson yeah. bubble. That's how yeah. I look, man. So we're going we're going to practice, and it's so hot. And it's an agriculture school. And all I smell is cow manure and, yeah. and sheep and hog manure. It's like where I grew up. Oh, it was it was horrible, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I cannot I, I can't stay here. You I cannot go to school to here. And and I did. That's the problem. Yeah. I did you get, used, get to used to it. In fact, I went back to you know, go back there every year for a golf outing and I smell you know the golf course in the middle of a cornfield. I smell it. I'm like, I kind of miss this, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, yeah. <laughs> hey, the, the worst place I ever been to smell when I was playing football. The worst place I was when I was in um, Denver. Like I said, I was there before I, you know, was was sent to um, uh, play for Green Bay. But I'm there during camp, and it's at Northern Colorado where they have camp at, mm-hmm. and there's a slaughterhouse. Oh there. yeah, they smell. So it was so bad that they, everybody told me, "Hey, when you go there, just take you know one set of clothes, like three, you know." sets of clothes and then um when you get through you're just gonna have to throw them out because mm-hmm. the smell is so bad it gets in your clothes and you can't wash it out yeah that's how bad it smells there and i remember that i'm like oh my god how can i get through this once i got used to it i didn't smell it but they say when you go home they could smell it on you you know what yeah. I'm saying? it's like entrenched into your body bro now it's, it's not as bad as a slaughterhouse but something else that smells bad is if you live near one or drive by a paper mill i heard about that oh, i heard about awful. that awful 
<laughs> just off. Why is that? I don't know. I guess the process of making the paper from, you know, wood and whatever else they use, it just smells like it's Greeley. That's right. It wasn't Greeley. Greeley. Yeah, Greeley, uh, Colorado is where oh, that is. Yeah. It was the now worst, we got man. some breaking news here, and it's not good <laughs> regarding <laughs> one of uh, the NFL's uh, better players over the last decade or so. He's Richard Sherman. Yes, the, right. Key in this story here. Yeah, because he's no longer with the Niners. There was talk right. of him going back to Seattle. Uh, he's in Seattle, which he he may still own a home there. He was booked at 6.08 a.m. Pacific time at the King County Correctional Facility in Seattle for what they're calling, quote, burglary domestic violence, according to public records. And he was not given bail. Denied. What? Yeah. I'm thinking you saying he was going to go back to um, Seattle to play for the Seattle Seahawks. No, no, no. No, no, no. Seattle's calling at this point. Oh, that's huge. Yeah, it's, yeah. What is going on? Oh. He might be out. It looks like, man, same thing as we were waiting this whole thing with Deshaun Watson. Now we have Richard. Sher- Look, it's the worst time to get in trouble. Not that it is a good time to get in trouble, but man. All right, we're back in three on the network, still live here on the Jacob Media YouTube page. With a blue. Oops. Yeah. 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 Yep. Wow. That could be bad. Now, I don't bad see anything part. here on Schefter's Twitter page about anything about Deshaun. Where did you see uh, Schefter? Was he just on like Get Up or something talking about it? No, it was on uh, the Fanatic. Oh, which is even more of a reason to not listen to it because he understands his audience and he's yeah. unprovoked. Okay, so okay. it's like, uh, yeah, you know, just throwing this out there. Absolutely. Hmm. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, come on, we've we've all seen that before, where it's somebody understands their audience and it's just throwing it out. There's nothing concrete at all to it. No, it's basically kind of what we've been talking about months ago, that the Eagles are really in a great position. If he becomes, you know, available to play that they could get him. Correct. And anybody can figure that out. Right. 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 They got three, possibly three first round draft picks next year. I know it, man. I know it. Yeah. It's wild, isn't it? Well, at this point, man, I'll take anything. But I, I mean he's 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 like an I think he's like a year out from doing anything as it pertains to football. At least a year out. I mean, it's you know, I could see if it was like maybe three or four, but we're talking about over twenty. Right. You know, people saying something. And and at this point, Goodell is not going to get any egg on his face for right. that. You know, he's not going to make the same mistakes he made in the past. You Good know, point. yeah, there, there's been some I, I think there's definitely some more awareness. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and look, to be fair, people aren't letting the NFL now again, to what extent. But it seems like maybe the, the best the better way to say that is. It looks like the NFL is more conscious about people caring about their shit. Whereas before the NFL just be like, we, we don't care. You're going to watch anyway. 
right, right. Well, right. we're gonna watch anyway, but at least they're trying to appease the, the the people who are yelling and screaming about something. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I mean, it, it's it's a B. You know, he turned his life around. I'm glad he did, but that was almost a nightmare for Goodell. Thanks to Tom Brady. Right. Thanks to Tom. Terrific. Yeah. Had him. Had him at his house, not eating strawberries, whatever it took to get him out there. And he, and he, and he you know, produced. Mm-hmm. So it, it, is he back next year? That's what I want to know. Boy, why not throw 100 bucks on the Washington football team, right? This is yeah. super right. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studio. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Uh, real quick, I just wanted to go back to something we just talked about with the Philly Godfather dropping whatever money he did on the ticket for Washington at 6600 Is the NFL really open, you think? Like, we don't know what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers. Let's just, for the purposes of this conversation, say he's back in Green Bay. Deshaun Watson, let's say for the purposes of this conversation, doesn't play. Yes, out right. for the year, and everything else is pretty much static, right? Brady's back with the same team pretty much across the board. Mm-hmm. Dak Prescott is back. Lamar Jackson and Baltimore are back. You know all these things that are constant. Mahomes and the Chiefs look healthy, right? At least we anticipate for the season. So anybody can get hurt at any moment. But I feel like last year. I don't know if this is just the Bucks have inserted themselves in the small group of we can win, or if maybe the NFL is a little wider, and maybe the Kansas City Chiefs aren't this team that we pegged them to win five of six after Mahomes and, and Reed got that. Is it yeah. wide open? And well, look, before you answer that, wide open doesn't mean, hey, the Philadelphia Eagles. No, no, no. Right? I'm just saying in general, like, could Washington theoretically win 10 games this year, host a first-round playoff game, and find a way to make it into the Super Bowl? Yes. I don't think it's impossible. Right. I really don't. That's worth a $100 bet to me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and what makes me think that is um, you look at them on paper, defensively, they're going to be so tough. And defense mm-hmm. wins Super Bowls. Defense won this last Superdome. Tom, Tom Terrific didn't really win it. Right, right. Tampa's the running game. Won. But Tampa's defense shut down. Um, you Mahomes, know, yeah. I mean, he, he couldn't do anything. He was getting, you know, pushed out the pocket. Uh, the, both linebackers were, were, were covering Kelsey like, you know, they were, you know, flypaper. I mean, they just defensively, they won the battles, the individual battles. They won more individual battles um, than than the um, Chiefs did. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's, that's how they won the game. Now, you had, you know, Shaq Barrett rushing the passer, um, you know. You know, that I mean, teams are starting to follow those 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 type of game plans. Once you, they see success as a copycat league. Yeah. So everybody now is going to start getting these super fast linebackers. To cover tight ends, not the Eagles. No, (laughs) no, the Eagles won't be doing that. Uh, But yeah, I mean, if you look at the rest of the NFC outside of Tampa Bay, who's running it back, I mean, you know, Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers back is obviously a candidate. The Rams, I think, are going to be good uh, with Stafford. Right. Um, You know, Seattle's always a threat. San Francisco is going to be back. 
at least healthy, a lot more healthy than they were. I mean, their defense was devastated with injuries. Oh, no question. You know, and it, and it depends, you know, what their quarterback is, Garoppolo, you know, the guy, or do they end up going, you know, starting Lance eventually. Uh, but I think they're going to be good. So, you know, the NFC South outside of Tampa. I mean, what what else you got? New Orleans is in a is in a sort of a changing of the guard, obviously. Carolinas yep. will be improved, although I don't think they're a playoff team. Right. No, but I think right. Carolina could win seven games this year. Yeah, I think, I think they could win yes. around seven or eight well, games. I, I yeah. think here's the thing. I, I think we have to give two two benefits. I hate to say benefit of the doubt, but two benefits to New Orleans. I think Sean Payton still has a ton of talent around the quarterback position and is a good enough coach to understand that he can't ask Jameis Winston to throw the ball 50 times a game. Also, Jameis was horrific when it came to throwing interceptions that last year he started. He also threw a lot of touchdowns. So th there, there is something there where he he's boom bust. Yeah. What do you have, 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions yes. or something? Which I think if yep. you corral that, and you get 25 touchdowns, 18 interceptions this year. That's that's a winning formula for me. Like Jameis Winston doesn't hurt you. He's not the reason you lose games. He's yeah. just moving the offense down the field. And look, they do have some guys you can throw to downfield, Smith and some others. I'm just saying, like, I don't think New Orleans, to your point about changing the guard, I wouldn't say New Orleans is out of the playoff picture just because Winston starts. He runs with Taysom Hill. All bets are off. Well, I mean, I think that's going to go. They gave him a hundred million dollar contract, even though it's you know it's on paper it's on, but it's not really a hundred million dollars. But still, I think he, I think he's going to go with Taysom. Um, oh my God. But I think their defense, you know, their defense is going to be good. You know, Davenport's yeah. back. You know, Jordan's back. Um, you know, they they got you know, you know they got Jenkins back there. You know, Malcolm's going to you know even though he's old, he's going to get those guys together. Marshawn Lattimore still a really good you know say Marcus Williams a good safety. Um, offensively, I mean, you still got Alvin Kamara, you know, you got Michael Thomas, Thomas yeah, you yeah. know, you know, they still have some guys that can move around and, and make some plays. And plus that offensive line is really good. Really, really good. In fact, right. you know, the kid Ruiz, you know, from Michigan, he's actually from Camden and was, went to Camden high mm -hmm. is starting at a uh, right guard for him. You know, they, they got, got one Ram of the best tackles in there. Yeah. Ram he's one of the best. Yeah. Guard. He just signed a. Oh, a, a, like seventy million dollar deal, something mm -hmm. like that, to stay yeah. there. So they have the they have the bones to 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 be a really good team, a really really good team. So yeah. you know, I, you can't count them out. You can't count them out. You know, Sean's a pretty smart guy. You know, and then you go to the AFC outside of obviously Kansas City and Buffalo. I mean, Cleveland is a team that could Gonna compete. They yep. could. Yep. Uh, Baltimore, if they can figure out, you know, Lamar Jackson in the playoffs and a way to get him going, that's a possibility. Who else? Who am I? Who am San I? San Diego. That's I'm not right. San Diego. Los I mean, Angeles. Los Angeles. Yeah. yeah. Los Angeles Chargers. Right. But think about this. You also have this middle ground of teams that are good enough to beat the best on a weekly basis and disrupt. Right. Like, like Arizona, teams, or Arizona's Pittsburgh. one of those teams. Like Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh is also. Yeah. Yeah. that Roethlisberger can throw the football to every single time he drops back. They have a right. really good rookie running back we mm -hmm. think is going to get the football, a coach who knows what the hell he's doing. And I'm not saying, yeah, Pittsburgh win the Super Bowl or make no, it. No, but they could play. disrupt it. Same with Absolutely. the Dolphins. The Dolphins Absolutely. could disrupt. Look, I, I think that Washington or Dallas, whoever doesn't win the division, is a prime candidate for disruption. Mm -hmm. Yes, most definitely. 
You know, you still got Seattle still waiting around there. You know, as long as you got Wilson back there, man, right? Yeah. Yep. So you know, it's it's you're right, man. It's a lot of it's a lot of parity in the league right now. A lot of parity. You don't have the super teams like you had a couple years ago. Like Kansas City used to be a super team. Now, you know, you know they they shown a kink in their armor. You know, you know how to defend them now. Kelsey, all you gotta do is take Kelsey out the game. It's hard for you to go down the field consistently to the cheetah and all those other guys. You know, if you can't dink and dunk and keep keep them honest, all everybody's going to do is just, you know, drop back and wait for them to come into the zone and pick them up in the zone. So, you know, you can defend these super teams. A team, that, you know, that's right on the outskirts of being a, a, a team like that, if you look at them, is the, are the Bills. The Bills are a really, oh, really good, good team, they're man. Good. They're yeah. fundamentally sound. And the Colts. We forgot about the Colts. Oh, I agree. That's right. Yeah. Indy and Tennessee. And Tennessee, right. Absolutely. Those Tennessee with Bud Dupree on that defense now. Right, right. <laughs> you know? I tell you, the addition of Julio Jones helps Derrick Henry out, I think, more so than mm-hmm. anybody on that Immensely. team. Immensely. Right? Immensely, yes. Derek, uh, you know, and, and then, you know, I, I, I hate to say it, man, but Deshaun, you know, went out there with a quarterback that's pretty good also, man. You know, he's with the he's with the Rams now. And, you know, like it or not, Matthew Stafford is oh, a yeah. hell of a quarterback, man. He's out of that situation. In, in, yeah, you're right. In now Detroit. he's got a really good coach, an offensive coach. Exactly, you yeah. know. So, you know, you got Deshaun there. You got Cooper Cup. Um, they have guys well, that can catch it, man. Plus, yeah. their, their running game is pretty good, too. You know, Cam Akers is, can can run the rock. See, I'm, I'm loving this, man. Did What's they lose Higby, or is he still there? Uh, Dick Higby is still there. Okay. Tyler Higby, yeah, he's still their starting tight end. He's still right. that guy, man. Oh no, it was uh, the Chargers. I know they lost Henry. Who do they replace? They replaced Henry with Jared Cook. That's what it was. Okay, that's where it was the other LA team. But no, you're right. I mean, Stafford has solid weapons around him. Cam Akers is going to get a lot of touches now. He's going to be yes, the he guy you can throw to him as well. The Rams, as down as I am on their head coach, I think. It's gotten to the point where even he can't screw this up from an achievement standpoint. No, I look, they're always good, but I mean, like, this all right, if it's not the PGF Washington ticket, the Rams at plus 1300, there's no real value there, right? We put a hundred bucks on that. You're not making much really back as you would if you hit that other one, that big one with Washington. But I mean, is it worth it to make 14 to really make $1,300? Right now in July, it's probably not worth it to me, is it? Right. That's that's tough. It's like but, I could see the Rams winning the Super Bowl, but is it worth playing value on that now at thirteen hundred versus like who's another team? All right. Green Bay is seventeen hundred right now. Don't you kind of have to take that? Yeah, because well, the bet is lined up with the belief that Rogers that he's not going to be there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, well, that's why everybody was hard. loving Denver so much. Denver was getting a lot of hype because they were everybody was saying that that's probably the logical destination right. for Aaron Rodgers if yep. he doesn't play in Green Bay this year. Although, although Rogers did say he's gonna um, he's gonna see how it all you know shuffles mm-hmm. out. You know, I mean. He he now understands, you know, they're playing hardball also. So both both guys, you know, both the, you know, the Packers GM and him are playing hardball. So I, I, I'm this is this is going to be kind of good because camp is just two weeks away. Thank Can you God. believe that training Let's camp go. is two weeks away? I don't. I hate wishing away the summer, but I'm wishing <laughs> away the summer. Right. <laughs> you know. 
at this point, man, we're, you know, the weather, everything else with it, just let's go. Let's now we're going to have to address our shirt situation here, Aton, at some point before the, sh- is, the show's is the stream over. Bringing this up or something? Or? Well, that's the stream, you know, they notice everything and oh, they absolutely. picked up on it early on in the show. And uh, of course, when, when we flashed on before the show started, I noticed it immediately. And I've known, I've seen Aton wear this shirt before. Well, this was uh, for TV this morning. Okay, so I, you know, but I didn't see you, unfortunately. I, no. I didn't see it. Uh, but, it. <laughs> but it's not like Aton and I communicated before the show. Hey, wear your wear your nice pink golf shirt. It just sort of happened that way. No, but here's what I can say is. If you see Harry in a pink golf shirt for this show, that means he has a tea time at some point following this show and you're looking to get out. Exactly you know, right. On the other hand, it's the opposite where I'm rolling in for what I already used this right. for. Gotta get you in. I got yeah, I got in. That's it. Yeah, Joy, Joby's right. Yeah, I, I was there in 02. I was there in 02. I mean, that was, McCaffrey was still there. They had a they had a squad, man. Well, I was with, with Denver. Oh, I'm going to okay. break real quick. Yeah. We're back in three before we hit the top of the hour. Still live on the Jacob Media YouTube page. Harry's got to go somewhere, but it'll just be Barrett Knight until he gets back. And you on Sports Map Radio. Yeah, we got Ben Simmons here with us. What's that? Oh, we okay. got Ben here with us. I didn't even see that behind him. <laughs> you didn't want to see that behind him. <laughs> no. I didn't. Oh man, check this out. Ready? So, this is why, like, all the bets and uh, I'm giving out picks and all this other stuff, right? Like, you don't need to know anything about betting. And you can still, is that too? I might need to. No, I can see it. Okay. Is there a way to zoom in? There we go. Now, what are these? What are these bets for? All right, so let me see if I move that away. How do I get rid of that top part? So basically, there's the juice, right? Mm -hmm. So if the juice is minus 105 and you're betting something that's minus 105 here, then you have a 51.2% chance of winning that bet. It doesn't even matter what the bet is, right? Uh, uh. It doesn't even matter. Like it can just be ping pong. It can be whatever the hell it is, right? Just the juice itself. That's the break even win percentage. So you go down here to minus 200 and you have a two thirds shot every single time, two out of three chances that it hits, right? And then you start to look at like positive money and you see plus 195, you only have a one out of three chance that it hits. So what's wild about all of this is it's really not difficult if you don't know what you're doing. But if you want to get good at it, right, then you have to kind of know and and place. But a lot of people don't even realize this. Like, you should always be using this as some sort of model or or some sort of indicator of where there's value, right? It's like, oh, yeah, look, I can get them at plus 160. All right, well, you only have a 38.5% chance of that bet hitting. Is it really worth it? Isn't that crazy, though? That, I, wow! <laughs> but oh, Harry, numbers, I didn't see you come. The numbers, back. huh? You it's see all it? about the numbers. Everything isn't that wild? Yeah. <laughs> so every bet that you place here, 
at minus 150. You're always at a six. That's why I was saying when you were gone, that's why it's like everybody's a tout now and everybody's a sharp and everybody's giving picks out and stuff because you can give minus 120, minus one. That's when you see a record. Always go back and see what they're giving out. You got people giving out minus 150, 155 bets. They're going to hit 60% of the time just blindly. Hmm. Isn't that wild, though? Yeah. Like, you don't need to know anything. You can just sit there $1,000 and just pound away at minus 110, and you're going to hit 52.4. Now, you're going to lose, of course, on the juice, right? Right, right. But you're still going to win these bets. Davig. Yeah. Which, look, you could write. And, and I just opened myself up to somebody being like, well, that's all you're doing, Shander, is you're taking advantage <laughs> of numbers and odds on ping pong. And you know what? That's exactly what I'm doing. That's why I'm getting these guys at 165, 170 mid-match because they've dropped to where there's less value, but there's still a good probability that it hits. Look at this. You didn't even realize that this. I, I start, I'll tell you, man, I start hanging around these poker players. These poker players are amazing when it comes to fantasy sports and betting because they, they always look at it like a hand. And po- You know who's a poker player? is Jeff Parles. Mm-hmm. I got two at my club that are. He looks like he looks like a poker pros. I get you know what, Harry. Next time, if you ever can get out with these guys, yeah, you haven't already. It's it's a it's a couple. Oh, even better. Yeah the the application of what you do when you Mm -hmm. look at setting up a fantasy lineup in golf to just taking bets that we talk about is is so lined with the approach when it comes to hands. The only difference, of course, is you're playing people. But that that works in in DraftKings tournaments as well. This guy won a million dollars on a football thing this past yeah. season. I don't I don't doubt it, man. Yeah, all they I do is know. play golf. They play thirty six holes a day, and then play <laughs> poker on the weekends. Yep, and and That's fantasy crazy. sports. That's what he does, and that, and his wife too. I mean, they make uh, a living doing that. Yeah. Yep. Look, oh man, yeah. We just brought Max on. That's what he does. He's a professional DFS player. That's crazy. So that that's it, right? I mean, the guy that I work there for. Look up Alex Baker, all right, as far as net worth and what he's done. I still think he's the top fantasy player in the world. And it's it's these these guys come from poker. They all come from poker. They have these analytics. They have these sheets. They have these spreadsheets. It gets to the point where it's like, for the average fan, I'm not going through. Think about, think about human nature and how much human nature plays into betting and sports like fantasy and other stuff where just taking the time to look at a spreadsheet versus the mentality of, I'm not looking at that crap. I don't need any numbers or data to tell me who to bet on. All right. Well, you just got your ass served. Well, see, that's the problem, man. Well, yeah. It's, that's taking, why, it's taking the sport out of the game. That's why I used to beat Baldy on, on when I was right. doing a show with him. Like right. Baldy so would look at it from a football perspective and say, right. oh, you're wrong, Harry. And I'm that's like, why I'm not no, a no, good no. better. I, I don't bet. <laughs> I don't even go to I don't even go to Atlantic City and it's only 45 <laughs> minutes away. I just yeah. can't do it. I think too emotional. I'm I'm too involved with it. I'm too tied to the to the <laughs> you, humanity of, of, of circumstances as Crazy. opposed to numerically looking at it. That's yeah. why, you know. The game is that's why poker? that's why that's why baseball is dying because of analytics. Baseball yeah, is dying because of it. Applying analytics to somebody hitting fifth or replacing your pitcher is different than applying the value, if you will, and, and what I laid out to a bet. That's all I'm saying. Like yep. 
there's a difference in, in analytics. Like I agree with you baseball. Look at Joe Girardi, Joe Girardi barely if ever used analytics and now he's forced to use analytics and he's all over the place. I'm just saying as far as using data, that's readily available to you. The average person just won't do it. I know well, because you got that feeling. I got the feeling, baby. I got the feeling. The right. feeling is I'm going home broke. Yeah. I just spent I I just spent my my you know my my gas money or I just spent my mortgage payment for this month. I mean, I, I there's no way that I could, you know, look at myself in the same way if I went out and did that. I can't do it. No, man. Dude, this guy Alex 78 times won the FanDuel DraftKings $100,000 tournament. Alex Baker. Oh my god. I went back next. Back in three here at the top. Yeah, this it's just it's all it's the poker guys. That that's my new thing. It's like with Bryson and the driver. You know, this is my new thing now. It's just trying to mine all these poker guys. All right, we're back in three. I get scared sometimes of a lot of things. Joining in decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Welcome to the Wildwoods, the perfect place where you can safely do everything or nothing at all. Catch a wave, take a nap, go for a drive, grab a bite. It's your vacation, and we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one. The Wildwoods. Your vacation, your way. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. This is a key. It's a family tree. It's a pair of wings. It's a secret handshake. And a ticket to anywhere in the world. It's more than a uniform. It's the door to a world most people only dream of. There's strong, and then there's army strong. 
Try it on at GoArmy.com. Apparently, Michael Jordan is in Atlantic City. Fishing, bro. Fishing yeah. tournament out there. Yeah, it's uh, Jimmy Johnson's tournament. Uh-huh. Yeah. Big time. Why, why aren't you at this thing, man? Because I got to work with you guys. Jeez. <laughs> Plus, it costs too much to get into it. It's like 15 they give, grand into it. Yeah, they give out like a million-dollar prize or something. Yep, yep. And this boat is ridiculous. You know, my boat's small compared. My boat's like... He takes like four of my boats. I think his boat's like eighty-eight feet long or something like that. Who's that? Jordan's? Yeah. Yeah. Um he was spotted having dinner at Steve and Cookies, mm. which I've never been to. I've never heard of it. Me neither. Yeah. Jimmy Johnson's quest for the ring championship fishing week. Million dollar guaranteed purse. Oh, so the total purse is a million, not the first prize. That's the total purse. Hmm. He's not doing it. He's just competitive, man. Catch 23, man. Both ridiculous. I wonder if he's uh, playing golf at uh, Galloway or Atlantic City Country Club. or More than likely. Yeah. Hidden Creek. Look up Catch-23, man. Look how big the boat is. It's ridiculous. Beautiful boat, man. Worth like 10, 12 million. Yeah? Yeah. Really? <laughs> that, that thing's that expensive? Oh, yeah. Easy. Probably more than that. Catch twenty three, Jordan's. Boat. I mean, it's not a yacht; it's a it's fishing a, boat. It's a Viking eighty. It's a yeah. It's, it's eighty foot long. Interior and everything, like yeah, I know, but it's not a motor. yacht. Look, he's got what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. He's got well, he's got six deckhands and one captain. Crazy. Is that he the, takes fishing all the time. He he goes fishing all the time, like um, in these tournaments. Isn't that the boat that they use for below deck? No. What's below deck? Dude, this is a fishing boat. Yeah. I mean, it's a big fishing boat, but it's a fishing boat. It looks like a Bertram or something, yeah. you know, like a 40, 50 foot Bertram, but it's bigger, I guess. My boat's kind of like in that style. Just not like that. <laughs> the middle starts now. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket Can. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. 
Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right, second hour here. Jeff Parles, we think, right? Gonna join I don't us. know. Has, I thought he was here with you last week. Um, well, it was two weeks ago, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think it was two. I, no, no, it was last week. It was last week. It was because you were out one day last week, and it was Wednesday. Wednesday, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he joined us. We got uh, Xander sent put out the link like in the last half hour of the show because Gunner couldn't join us, and we just on a lark said, "Yeah, let's try Parles," and boom, there he was. He just jumped in. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's see. I think he's a poker player. He's out. Oh, I'm Vegas. sure he is. Right? I mean, don't you kind of have to? Yeah, I think that's part of the deal. I think you're right. It is part of the deal. Nothing left on the Richard Sherman bone. It looks like the NFLPA has put out a uh, statement. They're monitoring it. Dude's a free agent. I don't think he's playing this year, as Barrett said. I think Deshaun Watson will probably play before Richard Sherman at this point. Although you never know. Dallas may never know. It's worth it. He's going to sit six games. We'll still take Sherman. Come for, you know, seriously, if a team is looking at a playoff push, then why not knowing that he could be ready by week eight or 10? Yeah. It's a gamble, but what are you really giving up? You're not trading anything to sign him. Well, I mean, the fact that they're not giving him bail. I mean, yeah, that's a concern. That's a red flag right there. Yeah, that's a big concern. I mean, had this been in New York City, he probably would have walked in and out of of the police department right back out on the street. No question. No question about that. (laughs) I mean, no, that's insane, isn't it? Now, there's a couple of plays here. I want to run by you tonight for this NBA game, Aton. Oh, no. Well, we're going to, this is a good tease here because we have to break. All right. Here's the music. So we have to break on Sports Map. We're still live on the Jacob Media YouTube page. Make sure you hit us up with a like. Make sure you're subscribed. So Harry has a couple of plays. A couple of plays coming up next. Stay here. Game four, right? Yeah. All right. right. Well, and how it affects the series. All right. We're back in three next. What do you got? Where do you want to start? Well, tonight, like Bucks. Well, yeah, minus tonight. four over the Suns tonight. I and I then therefore you think it's going to go seven. Then once it gets tied two two, it's probably a seven game series. Then you take the Suns plus two sixty in seven. I think. Well, there's also another bet, which is series to go seven. Okay. So regardless of who wins. Correct. Okay. Um, I want to make sure that wasn't taken off the board, but I think it was at least where I, all right, let me check another book. But Why yeah, did you take it off the board? I don't understand that. Why? Um, because Milwaukee won one game and if they win tonight, it's pretty like everybody's going to bet one way. Mm-hmm. So you may, the books may think it's, it's either going to be a winner, like the books, a couple of reasons real quick, Barrett. the books may look at that bet and say, all right, there's nowhere, there's no way we can make this bet available for people that they're still going to bet it and we make money. So they oh, think okay, it's yeah. not worth it. Right. And I'm right, sure there's right, some right. other reasons. Harry probably knows more, but but I think for initially, like they're not going to put anything up there that they feel is going to be a loser. One sided action right. or a loser. Yeah. Right. So if the Bucks win tonight, then it's pretty much as Harry said, everybody's going to pour in 
on a seven game series. Now, I I still look selfishly. I have the I have a Suns in six ticket, mm. and I have the Suns minus one and a half in this series. So if Milwaukee like that's why I really do want Milwaukee to win tonight or at least win one of the next three. Yeah, so it goes six. Correct. Yeah. Four, five, six. Mm-hmm. I think if Milwaukee now winning two straight against the Bucks is not easy, especially winning in Milwaukee. But if Milwaukee wins tonight and the Suns win two straight, if the Suns win tonight and Milwaukee wins game five, let's say. Yeah, it would have to be game four or game five. Right. Yeah, exactly right. So that's what I, yes. So back to your whole point here now. Do you take the Suns plus five? Is that where you're starting? Um, no, I took the, I took saying the Bucks minus four. I have it at five now. Oh, you do? But hold on, different book. Let me see. Yeah, I think if you were, hmm. I don't like either team ahead of the ahead of tip. I don't know if you need to bet any team ahead of tip. So, I mean, it's minus, it's over 200 on the money line for the Bucks, right? But you only have the Suns at plus 160. After they got hammered. They're get they're getting five, which is a number. Don't get me wrong, but they're still only plus one sixty on the money line. So it's almost like the books are trying to bait you into taking this big spread. But when it comes back to putting your money where it really matters on the money line, it's like, nah, we're not willing to give you a big payout. That should be come on. Milwaukee has life in this series. Milwaukee has life in this series, right? Mm-hmm. And they just hammered the Suns. There's no way that Phoenix, even though they're up two games to one in this series, they're still in Milwaukee. That that should be a little higher, I think. What, the plus uh, money for the Suns? Yeah, I, I mean, I would jump. If I could get that at 180, 185, I'd be interested. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what to do tonight ahead of time. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you're going to go in game. It's probably better that way. You want to look at the future of this, right? Well, yeah, just how it, you know, tonight's game really dictates whether it's a seven game series or not. Okay. So back to your point. I found it. Let's do it. All right. Let's do this. And, And Barrett, I agree with you, right? Like Bucks win tonight. And I did find the bet. So it is up. Bucks win tonight. Now, all of a sudden, you do have a lot of belief, conviction that this thing can go seven. So this is not what I would do personally, because I'm holding on to two tickets right now. If anything, I would create a small window and, and take the Suns in five. But no, or pardon me, yes on a seven-game series is plus 125. To Harry's point, if the Bucks win tonight, that's either off the board Mm-hmm. Or you're now what laying 130, 140, probably oh, yeah. something significant. Probably so more than, yeah. The the idea, I guess, what you would do is you would lay the five, which is a lot, but you would lay the five, you would take the buck, or you would take somebody in seven, right? The Suns in seven. Is that what you said? Uh yes. Suns in plus two sixty, it was. Yeah. 
Perfect. So let's let's build this little ticket here. I, I like what you're thinking here, Harry. <laughs> I got him going. Here we go. I like it. I like it. Now, we also have to factor in here that if you have the Suns winning, there's no bet on finals MVP. You, you can't go Devin Booker or DeAndre Ayton right now. No, it's be Chris Paul. And it's Chris, Chris Paul. Paul right. Yeah. If you wanted to take the flip side, then Giannis is the only one who's winning it if the Bucks win. All right. So All right. Uh, this is interesting. Uh, see, Barrett, this is what happens, man. Now, <laughs> you want to take, you have to take the Bucks laying five, right? You're not going to take the Bucks on the money line at minus 213, right? No. Okay. So now all of a sudden here, and by the way, um, we got to get to it at some point. Maybe we will with Jeff Parles. Yeah. They absolutely love Brandon Webb this week, top 20. Brandon yeah. Webb? Yeah. Watch out. Watch out, watch out, watch yeah. out. Yeah. Watch I never out. even heard of him. Yeah. He's coming back. Oh, man. Who's this? Now, look at this. Seven game series plus 125. By the way, Morikawa to win it is plus 1400. Uh, seven game series plus 125. Suns 4 3 to win in seven plus 250. Bucks minus five tonight minus 110. Now, you can't parlay these. So you have to bet them single. Let's say a unit is $25, right? Let's just mm -hmm. say hypothetically a unit for you is $25. You're betting 75 to gross 191. So three units. Correct. Let's say a unit's $100. You're betting 300 to win 765. So really 465 net. Mm -hmm. That's not bad, Harry. No, no. Let's say we're playing with Barrett Brooks money and a unit is $1,000. Yeah, big money, Barrett. Barrett. Yeah, right. Yes. DK is going to net you $46.59. All right. Now, that's a business proposition you could bring back to the boss lady and say, all right, we need three k out of the ATM. Shander was wrong about USA, but he's got a really good feeling about <laughs> right. that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And let's give props to Popovich and company for actually mixing in a win last night. You know what, Harry? All I, right. I, I, I didn't even know. To watch. Exactly. Thank you. I didn't even know. Yeah. Thank you. They're dead to me, that they team. They beat Argentina. They, they're dead they to me. They buried them. Mm. So this from this point on, they're going to bury everybody. Yeah, right. I assume. Right. But don't <laughs> nope. ask Popovich about blowouts. Nope. Not or blowout. yell out. Hairstyle. Those, yeah. Are those back? No, I don't I think so. I feel like the blowout is back. Are you sure? I don't think so. My son had a blowout this morning. And it oh, yeah. That was in his diaper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And this thing penetrated the diaper. It penetrated the onesie and the oh, my God. that he we was didn't... laying on in the bassinet. Man. We didn't know. <laughs> That's not need him. to know this. I ranked, work ranked the blowouts. All right. Okay. Top four blowouts in history. It's... What about the movie blowout with John Travolta? Wait a second. It's... That was awful. How many hair blowouts were there in that movie? <laughs> Quite a few. Nineteen eighty one. Yes. How the hell did you pull this? Well, I was a junior in high school. This is Brian De Palma. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> you know, Dennis Franz and John Lithgow were in this movie. Yeah. Oh, you love Lithgow. I'm a huge Lithgow. Yeah. yeah you're, a Lithgow, Lith you're a Lithgowsman. I'm all Lithgowed up <laughs> when it comes to him. Come on, man. All right, top four blowouts. It's got to be that, right? Blowout yeah. movie. I don't know if it makes it. Blowout the hairstyle. Sports blowout has to be number one. Mm -hmm. And then whatever your child blows out of its rear, <laughs> I think has to make the list, doesn't it? My blowout yeah. on Below Deck. They said it's a good, uh, good series. I, you know, I did see Below Deck. <laughs> Below Deck. Here yeah, we go. Joey B. 
Yeah, he's it's just show Bar- Bravo. Barrett is just tuned into Joey B. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Below deck. It's a show and they, they these all these kids go on this uh they, yeah. they work on this boat. They work on a yacht. They yeah. work on the yacht and all yeah. they do is just kick it with each other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's no that's nudity. A, no. A, Don't get a, excited. That, that's probably a great summer job though, right? Uh-huh. No. Can you imagine that? No. <laughs> have you seen this show? No, they have to. They're at the. You know what this is? This is you renting out below deck, right? And you're just you got all this money, and you want to have a party, and it's like you're in this small little boat yacht, if you will, and you're in the remote part of the world or country, wherever it may be. And these people are at your every beck and call, right? right? Like. You know, their, their eggs were a little runny. I'm sorry. Can you come back and make me something different? Right. right. Like, that's all it is. Yeah. And you're kissing there behind the <laughs> entire time. And you're in the middle of the ocean. So you can't just say, I, I'm out of this job. I'm walking <laughs> oh, home. No, you're oh, in the okay, middle of yeah. the, the Indian Ocean, let's say. Leave, leave it to you to put that in perspective. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I'm out of here. Yeah, exactly. Where are you going? <laughs> right. right. You have to wait until you hit the shore. And then right. it's like, all right, roll call. Wait a second. Where's Jenny? Oh, she's out. She bailed. <laughs> Jay, you won't see her no more. She, she left when we uh, ported, uh, you know, docked in Madagascar. Yep. She's out. Yep. It's amazing. All right. Now I got some uh, some numbers here on the Open Championship, Aton. Uh, some trends, if you will. Uh, 11 of the last 11 winners have had at least four career worldwide wins. Okay. 11 of 11. What's a worldwide win? Well, that means like a world golf championship or like a you know a, uh, maybe they went over to Dubai, one of those European tour events in January, February and won there. But is it a major on that specific tour or No, not necessarily a major, but just a a win, you know, on another tour or a world golf championship. Okay. Now, okay. here's the thing, though, real quick. I, I got to write this down because this is actually pretty fat. No, that's a pretty, pretty important piece of paper, so I don't want to do that. All right, so 11 of the last 11 have won at least four. Now, how difficult is it to find without, like, how much time do you think it would find, it would take just to find out how many people like that meet the criteria that are golfing this weekend? Well, I mean, you, you'd probably look at just the, the top 20 guys. Yeah. Long shots don't usually win this event. Well, they have though in the past, like Todd Hamilton won it out of nowhere. Nobody even knew who he was. Ben Curtis, who won on this golf course in 2003, nobody knew who he was until he won the open. Um, So it can happen that this tournament, weird stuff can happen. Because the the I was telling explaining when, this to you yesterday, the 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 weather and the golf course makes it random. Weird now, bounces happen. You is know? this eleven of the last eleven strictly for the Open Championship? Eleven of the last eleven winners at the Open Championship at have had at least course? four. No, just okay. eleven of the last eleven events. Got it. Um, but that does include one that happened in this one because that was twenty eleven. The last time they were here. Who now, here's an, yeah. That was Darren Clark. He's on the senior tour now. Um, here's a good one. 13 of the last 14 winners of the Open have had a previous top 10 or better in an Open. 
same tournament, just different course. Different year, different core, maybe different course, but different year. Of last 14 open winners. winners have had at least one top 10. Previous top 10 in an open. Um, wow. Nine of the last 11 winners had at least four top 10 finishes earlier this year. Wait, so it's basically nine of the last 11 Open Championship winners have had at least one victory on tour. No, to the four open. top tens. Four top tens. Just, that was the one I just gave. Four top right. tens. But that's four top tens each year leading up to the respective Open. No, just this season, not each year. Oh, okay. Okay, nine of the last 11 winners in that particular season. So if the guy won it in 2016... You know, he probably had four top tens That's that year saying. leading. Yes, right. yes. Not yes. this year. Not looking at a guy like who has. No, but if the trend continues, then it, it would be. be yeah. Right. Okay. Right. Four um, top ten finishes? Correct. Eight of the last ten winners were inside the official World Golf Rankings top 40. So that pretty much narrows the field down. Somewhat. Okay, hold on. That that is gigantic. Yes. That one. What's that? You need to get all right, eight of the last ten. Hold on, real quick. We're going to take a quick break on the network. We're still going to be live here on uh, Jacob Media YouTube page. We'll break in about five, ten before Jeff Parles across the board. This is this is how you create something here. Right? This is stew level of mining. Exactly. So right, we're back <laughs> in three on, Jake, on the uh, Sports Map Radio. All right, let's give me that last one real all quick. Right. Eight of the last 10 winners of the Open yep. were inside the top 40 in the World Golf Rankings at the time. So you can pretty much open up the OWGR right now and look at the top 40. The winner's going to be in there. Now, 40, I'll, I'll get it open. For I have you. it here, too, yeah. Oh, you do? So let's start. Yeah, but it's better for you to look at it as well for reference. So let's start there. And almost work in reverse. Now we're not going to do this right now, but I'm because this would probably take a, an hour at least. But let's start there and then work back, right? So you look at everybody in the top forty right now. How many of these guys have at least four top tens this year? How mm -hmm. many of these guys have had at least one top ten in an Open Championship? And how many of these guys have had at least four worldwide victories on tour? Tour victories, because if it's like three then don't you just – this is like that Tiger stat that you gave back at the Masters. Right, right. Guess what? It paid off. Right, right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, like a guy like Stuart Sink is inside the top 40 now in the world golf rankings. He's won this before. Yeah. Uh, different golf course. He beat Tom Watson. I think it was at Troon. But – He's inside the top 40. He's got two wins already this year. Outright wins on the okay. tour. You know, it's kind of been a year of old guys. And remember, that's what Max said when he popped on yesterday, yeah. which is a, it's a big neutralizer that yeah. can't use the big stick. You know, Stuart Sink might be a good, you know, long shot play. I don't know what he's his For top 20. Are. Yeah. See, this is what I do, Barrett, is I take everybody that like Barrett or part of me, that Harry loves, that Max, that Ryan Ballinger joins us, that all the smart golf guys love to win. And mm -hmm. I bet them top 20. 
Because right, I feel like right. it, you know, it's it's much. No, I sacrifice yeah. value, but it's sure like, you get like plus one sixty exactly. or plus one eighty rather yeah. than plus four fifty or whatever. But but I wouldn't know to bet Tony Finau or stay away from Tony Finau this week unless uh, someone like Harry or Ryan or those guys told me. Funny you bring him up because the <laughs> there's only one player in the top ten in the last two opens that's in the field, 2018 and 2019. They didn't play it last year. Tony Finau. So he's the only guy. Now, what would be fascinating is if he actually fell in this very narrow criteria of hitting all four of these things. Well, I mean, he's Finau. Where is he? I mean, I have. He's ranked 17th in the world. Man. You're listening to The Middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the I'm going to spend a long time on this today. Barrett Brooks and Harry Mays. Yeah, it's awesome. You just you just prepped my yeah. show this evening. Yeah, I opened up a, a, a wormhole here that Aton is going to be in for the next five, six hours. He's all into it now, man. He's he's going down. Yeah, I'm going to be playing golf, and he's going to be on the computer. He's falling down. Oh. Yes. No, this is amazing. You gave me because the last time Harry gave us one of these was for the Masters, and it paid off. Right, right, right. And apply. I waited and waited, and it was day two or three, I think, that we used the metric that you had, Harry, and it pounced it on off. it. It paid off because mm-hmm. Matsuyama was there. Yeah, and Matsuyama's not in this tournament. No, not at all. He's uh, still with COVID, testing positive. All right, here's a good one. Seven of the last 10 winners of the Open were 32 years of old, of age or older. So experienced player. Seven of the last 10. Stuart Sink falls into that category. 32 or older? 32 or older. Okay. He's writing it all down. Uh huh. Going through five again because there's going to be somebody, even if it's one person, right? That's going to be in this set of parameters. All right. So you take out. You know. All right. He drops out of this. He drops out. And do you have ten guys there? All right. These are my ten guys for the top twenty. Yeah. Right. You go through the top forty and you just weed people out, right? Yeah. I'm going to give you the last couple of winners here. The last recent history. Shane Lowry was a 66 to one shot when he okay. won it two years ago. And they didn't play it last year. Right, so he's last the defending. Uh, Molinari won it the year before. He was 30 to one. Now, Jordan Spieth, he was only 14 to one. He was one of the favorites when he won it at Royal Burkdale. And he's getting a lot of love for this one. He's too. the second favorite right yeah. now. Henrik Stenson won, was 28 to 1. Zach Johnson was 80 to 1. McElroy was a favorite, 14 to 1. Mickelson, when he won it, was 20 to 1. Ernie Els, 40 to 1. Darren Clark was 200 to 1 mm-hmm. when he won at this golf course in 2011. Wow. And Louis Ustazen was 250 to 1 when he won in 2010. So eight of the last 10 winners have been at least a 20 to 1 shot. Correct. There were t- there were two 14 to 1ers in there. That was it. 
now 14 to one for maybe people who don't understand who haven't bet golf and all that's like you know that's like plus 150 on a bet like if mm-hmm. you know, to get 1400 for a tournament as harry said that's that's more chalk yeah not- that's the second favorite right now yeah because i think rom rom's in single digits and then you got spieth around 14 or 15 or 16 to one wait a second I texted all of this to Max, and while he's not enamored <laughs> by the trends, he does say there's three guys that fit this criteria. Uh-oh. Now, he can't let any of them win, but I'm just curious who fit it because, look, I love Max, and I'll follow him all day when it comes to sharp plays on, on baseball, which is impossible to bet on, and golf. But I'll tell you this, no matter what anybody tells me, I'm going to bet these three guys just to bet these three guys. Just to see what the hell happens. Right. Now, <laughs> this is amazing. You made my day. I thought I was going to have to sit there. And That's why I'm here. For over a show for two hours on Chris Paul. Yeah, I just made his show for the afternoon today. Dude, you you threw it up there and he's going he's oh, to dunk it. He's this gonna is going to be a, a regurgitation sensation. <laughs> I love it, man. Oh, by the way, I don't know what I was thinking earlier. I, I mentioned a pitcher for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Yeah, Webb. It was Webb Simpson. And shame on you for not catching me on that. Now, why do I you like said Webb? Brandon Webb? I know. I meant Webb Simpson. Oh, okay. Okay. Now, why do I like Webb Simpson? Why do I love Webb Simpson this week? Because um, nobody is hitting the ball out of crap better right now than Webb Simpson. Hmm. And there's a lot of crap. There's more crap on the fescue than comes out of my mouth on a daily basis, Barrett. He's a young guy, though. What do you want to mess with him for? No, he's 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 over 32. Oh, is I, he? Okay. Yeah, I just no, no, no. Hold on. All I need is top 20. All I need is top 20. This is the this is the one ticket that this is the big ticket that I'm riding for this week. You ready? This is the one. This is the one that matters. All right. Went under 11 and a half last night. That hits. I have under four and a half rebounds tonight for Chris Paul. And the third leg is Webb Simpson plus 230. Mm. That parlay. Top plays, 20. Top 20. Part yeah. That that parlay play pays out plus 769. Wow. That's nice. So I'm waiting on that. Yep. All right. Now, Kevin Bloomfield on the stream wants to know who are the three players. I'm waiting. <laughs> oh, so he didn't, he didn't send them to you yet. Brooks, Rory. Louie and Phil. What about Louie? Well, yeah, Louie's a he's a good play. He's playing well. He always seems to come up second. Yeah, how old is Ustazen? Oh, he's got to be mid-30s. Uh, I mean, Webb Simpson's 35. All right, so if you wanted to... Fill this criteria. It looks like there are four guys: Brooks, Rory, Louie, and Phil. Now Max is anti this list. I just want you to know. All right. Okay. But I, I'm with you, Harry. I, He's I 38. Louis 38. Yeah, and and he doesn't win. He's never won, right? He's won the British Open once. One. Yeah. Right. When was that? Uh, 2010, and then he finished runner-up. He lost in a. I think he was in that playoff when Zach Johnson won it at St. Andrews a few 2015. I want to say, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, well there, there are the four according to Harry's criteria. Look, see, I saved myself. Barrett, this is why it's always about who you have access to, right? I could have spent four hours 
trying to find the same thing that it took six minutes to get from somebody that I know and a guy who joined us yesterday at Max. See, I'm working smart, man. I'm not working hard. That's right. I'm like, look, I learned a lot from corporate America as far as middle management, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> somebody to below to do what you have to do. And then you take that and turn it to the person above you. And it's like, you know, you're really getting it now, Shander. Good yes. job. <laughs> you're just uh, working your way up the ladder. Trying, brother. Trying. Just don't sleep under your desk. No, no, no. I don't think I could fit. And if anything, it would be this desk here. So. Right. <laughs> look, you never know. At this point, you might see it. Me just pop up from the stream one day. Like, yeah. Hey. Oh. <laughs> I'm just... Have an alarm clock in there. Right. Teddy, Teddy, oh, Teddy. Right. Do you like web or do you like, which one do you like, Teddy? That's what you're going to be talking to your son. Which one do you like? He's going to point to web. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. See, 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 baby, baby. He kicked. He kicked over there. That's where I'm going. <laughs> yeah, and, and Kepka's telling everybody that he doesn't like this golf course. Really? He just Yeah, like it matters. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, well, you're almost like, it's almost a crime if you don't pick that guy at least to finish in the top 10. Yeah, yeah. It's a major championship. That's when he shows up. Yeah, I, I mean, it was a little disappointing. When was it? Two I mean, ago? well, in the PGA, he was in the final grouping with Mickelson and didn't play well. And then he finished, I think he was top five, I think, at the U.S. Open. He gave it a run until the, he was in it until the final three or four holes. Here's something for me. And I wonder, like, how if you are covering this sport, how can you infuse Bryson when you're talking to Brooks and Brooks when you're like somebody called, remember somebody called Bryson Brooks at a press conference, I think on Monday. Right. So right. casual fan like Barrett, right. Or in others who may not be betting on this in, intently or even watching it intently, but might be watching it because there's nothing else to watch at 4 a.m. How do you continue this? Because I don't want this to die. But I also don't want this to become some like pre-planned ESPN segment with 50 producers standing yeah. over saying, all right, this is what you say, then you say here. But I, I think it has to organically happen where they're playing together. Okay. Uh, we're back in three, maybe, maybe, Paul. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say... But as I always say... It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest... Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huckenfot. What's that? Huckenfot. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Welcome to the Wildwoods, the perfect place where you can safely do everything or nothing at all. 
catch a wave, take a nap, go for a drive, grab a bite. It's your vacation, and we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one. The Wildwoods. Your vacation, your way. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. This is a key. It's a family tree. It's a pair of wings. It's a secret handshake. And a ticket to anywhere in the world. It's more than a uniform. It's the door to a world most people only dream of. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. Try it on at GoArmy.com. This is The Middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented <laughs> by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry May. Well, look who it is. What's up, guys? Parles, what's up, wow. bro? Wow. Now, the uh, the blue hat, according to Joey B's uh, numbers here, I think it was pretty – oh, five to one on the blue hat. Right. He's Joey B was actually a fair line. So yeah. I guess that pep talk I gave him a few weeks ago <laughs> actually worked. He's getting sharper. He's getting better. He's getting better. Hey, oh, well, look, man. It's good to have you back. I, you know, I heard you popped in last week, made a nice appearance on the show. Yeah, no, I look, I I, I will say it's uh, the, the, the few week absent uh, one week, I one week I, something came up. The other week was just was just me being an idiot and not checking the right email. That's all that was. Oh, OK. Well, that's fine. Yeah, that happens. Yeah, Barrett, it happens to Barrett every day. Yeah, every day. <laughs> every <laughs> single day. The right email. That's what it Damn is. Damn these emails. Well, I, I just recently sent Aton down a wor- a wormhole that he may not return from, Uh-oh. Jeff. Not today. With regards to the Open Championship and trends. Okay. What, 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 where have you gone then? Well, I, you know, I'm balancing everything out here, and I'm trying to go back and forth with Harry and his information, as well as. Uh, a guy that we brought on yesterday that I trust a lot from both betting and DFS in the world of golf. So we're trying to use every single metric we have 
And some of these I don't think are going to hold, but there are two that I think are worth looking at. And then, you know, you combine this with shots, strokes gain, pardon me, over the last two or three months. And you start to look at as far as guys gaining strokes on greens, like there's putting, right? A lot of things that like putting, and I'm just saying this, so Harry is going to correct me if I'm wrong, but you can't account for a tee shot in 22 degree or 22 mile per hour wind that takes a weird bounce off of the fairway into fescue that you couldn't find, you know, a a monument in. But what you can do is you can mitigate a lot of that damage by putting. So if I'm going to look at somebody right now, that's really good from like 10 to 15 feet out. That's probably a metric I would use more so than, what somebody did four or five or six years ago at a different course. That's Jordan Spieth. Da, the, da, da. The, the, the only issue I have with that is, and, and, and I would imagine we, we would all agree in this, especially at the, at the PGA level, putting is the one, the one thing, even though obviously you have your consistent putters, and Jordan Spieth would be the person that would, that would make, and also Spieth is, is a great scrambler as yeah. well. So that That's, going to be very important in the in this tournament same with patrick reed i so i'm happy you brought patrick reed up harry because um the only concern putting wise is it's so variable round around you could have a guy who who, who's gaining five strokes putting one round and then comes out the next round and shoots 78 because that regresses back to the mean uh patrick reed is one of my two outrights to win this thing Mm -hmm. uh just because uh, again he's a great putter great scrambler and he's good in majors, and he's been, and and also too, again they don't when they have the Ryder Cup in Europe, it's usually not on a traditional links course like this. But he has played well in Ryder Cups in Europe too. Mm-hmm. So I, I, this is a good feel for Reed, and and I was able to find out here that the brand new Resorts World has a different sports book than everybody else out here, and it was forty one to one when the rest of the market was really about thirty to one. So I was like, how could I not take an extra $11 on Reed? So I took a little bit on him, and I have him top 20 and top 10 as well. Uh, So Reed is one of my guys. The other one, again, chalky here, but Rory. Um, uh, Rory's in reasonably good form. He's used to to playing these courses, obviously. And I think what happened to him in Royal Portrush two years ago left a pretty, pretty sour taste in his mouth. You have you have the open in in his in his home country, has a horrible first round, and then comes back, shoots the course record at Portrush, and it's still not enough to get to the weekend. Even though I'm convinced, if he had made the cut, he was finishing in the top ten yeah. with how hard that course played uh, over the weekend. Really, Shane Lowry was the only guy who figured out Royal Portrush two years ago in route to winning the Claire Jug. So I, I like Rory, and and I I got him at about nineteen to one was the number yeah. I got Rory, at, and I thought that was pretty good. It's between. Depending on where you look, between fifteen to one and twenty to one now on Rory. Yeah, the typical Rory McElroy week is get out to a bad start. Yep. Then Friday, you know, he shoots a low number to make the cut, and then Saturday he sits in neutral and does nothing. And then Sunday, when all the pressure's off, he backdoors a top ten. Right. I That's have typically top, 10 top twenty as well, yeah. Harry. Yeah. No, I, I think top twenty is is also. Definitely workable here. Uh, let's let's look at two guys. I'm, I'm just curious about because they're constantly being talked about and they have the beef and everything else. Let's start with Brooks Kepka 
-hmm. Harry said it. So I'm paraphrasing what he said before you popped on, which is basically you'd be a fool to not put some sort of money, chalk money on Brooks to do something. If it's win it, if it's top 10 or even top 20. So let's start with Kepka and then look at Bryson and maybe from a fade Bryson standpoint. So let's start with Kepka first. I have top 20 on Brooks. I just, I just went with, went, went with, it was limited juice out here. It was only minus 110. I know on the East Coast, it's closer to minus 150 on top 20. But there, if Kepka is pretty much proven this, when he is healthy, he finishes in the top 10 at majors. It happens all the time. The only major in recent memory where he totally imploded was this year's Masters. He was clearly not healthy. There, yeah, that right. was obvious. And then flips around and was great in the, in the PGA and top 20 in the U.S., top five in the U.S. Open uh, as well. So, so no shock there. If you want to go top 10, no problem with that. If you want to go top five, no problem with that. I don't think he's winning this week, but if you take those plus prices on top 10, top five, you're more likely going to hit one of the two of them, if not both of them. So I, I see pretty much eye to eye with Harry. Take him in those secondary markets. Don't take him in the two to win mark in the two win market. I don't think he's winning uh, this tournament this weekend. But top five, top ten, top twenty, the, at least two of those should be good. So far, I only have one to win ticket, and that's JT okay. at plus. Okay, I have no problem with that either. Yeah, yeah. but I like you're, Reed. You're not though, see J- Harry, you're not going to see JT at as at, at as high of a number as he is going into this tournament. Very often in majors, right. just that the form has been all over the all over the map the last two months. Right. I now, go ahead. No, you want to go Bryson now? Uh, yeah, just I, I was going to go before we get to the NBA with Jeff. Uh, yeah, I, I wanted to go Bryson. I also want to throw these four names out at Jeff that meet this ridiculous criteria. The only four that meet this criteria on the big board here, but Bryson, I, I think for me. The only thing I want to do with Bryson DeChambeau is, is whether or not I want to lay two or pardon me, return 250 on a bet for him to miss the cut. That's yeah, really I got him at plus that. 225 to miss the cut. <laughs> I have no problem with that. I, we can't we can't glean anything from what happened in Big Sky last week. I mean, that was more we watched the whole event. That was more Aaron Rodgers carrying the day than Bryson DeChambeau. As ridiculous of a statement as that as that is, but it's true. Right. That's what happened. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, hey, look, he's not in good form. His caddy, caddy obviously a few weeks ago said, I, "I've had enough of you. I don't want to deal with you anymore." Uh, look, they, just the concern with that is, what is the score to make the cut this weekend? Uh, and, and this is obviously going to be. It all depends on the weather, as it always does. With an open championship. That's the what makes this bad. such a tough, uh, tough tournament to wager on is the randomness and of that's the what weather. Makes these, that's what makes this tournament always a little bit difficult because yeah. the way, if you get basically a guy who plays when the wind is whipping both days on Thursday and Friday, he's out. You could, you, you, you're more than likely missing the cut. And if DeShambo were to play in the two time slots that where it's not too bad, DeShambo could go out, go shoot, be three over through two rounds and make the cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it just, again, the weather is such a key factor here. And look, it could blow up my Rory bet. It could blow up my Patrick Reed bet if the weather is bad when those two guys play. So, uh, again, the weather will be a key uh, cock to this. But if the weather is pretty much the same most of the first two days, the Shambo missing a cut would not be a surprise to me. I have no problem taking a plus money. Uh, the, it, I would take it a little smaller than a unit. But, uh, but if he doesn't get there, it, so be it. That's one of those – for rooting against DeChambeau is not a hard thing to do, guys. Nope. 
No. Are you rooting against Giannis? No, I'm not actually. I'm not. Uh, if I were rooting against anyone in uh, in Milwaukee, I'd be rooting against Budenholzer because I think he stinks. Um, so, I, I mean, that's really what it comes down to. I mean, Giannis, look, Giannis, I, I give Giannis a lot of credit here because that injury looked really gnarly when it happened. And the fact that he came, he's come back, and look, he looks like Cleveland LeBron right now uh, it, with the production that he's given. Obviously, he can't make a free throw away from Milwaukee, but he's been phenomenal in these three games, and uh, he needs some help in the in, in this series. Uh, Middleton and Holiday were better in Game Three, mm-hmm. uh, but that was more of a product that Devin Booker was horrible for Phoenix, and Milwaukee's defense looked like it did against Brooklyn in those home games in that series. So, uh, the home road splits have been really fascinating in this series so far, and and it's trending in a way where it might be home team wins all seven. Hmm. Uh, which well, is a far cry from what it was, uh, you know, the previous couple of, you know, games. But, I mean, it, you're just looking at it, I I just think, you know, CP3 at this point is just destined to do it, you know. But, hey, that's why I'm not a better because I'm thinking more with, the, you know, all right, you know, it's his turn. It's his mm-hmm. turn as opposed to the betting aspect of it. But what do you think? Well, they're the favorites. Phoenix still favored. Phoenix will be favored even if they lose tonight. I would imagine that price will probably dip. Look, that price was pretty steep pre-series, guys. Minus 190 was really more because we didn't know what Giannis was going to be. We didn't yeah. know if he was even going to be able to play at all. And then he comes out and has looked great through three games. My anticipation, if Milwaukee wins tonight, and I do think Milwaukee wins and covers tonight. Uh, I already laid four. Uh, that, I think, is going to close closer to five when, by the time that game starts. But I already laid four uh, just to – get it in before that number moved, then it already has moved to four and a half and we'll get the five. Um, I would guess Phoenix will probably be about minus 130, minus 125 to win the series if Milwaukee wins tonight. If Phoenix wins tonight, the series ends on Saturday night in Phoenix. So I still think Phoenix gets it done. I think home court's going to end up reigning supreme here. Uh, If a road team wins a game in this series, I think it would be Phoenix in game six in Milwaukee. So – I think this series is going going six or seven. Milwaukee wins tonight. Phoenix wins game five. And then it's uh, on the Bucks to hold serve at home to force that game seven. Uh, I did bet Phoenix in six after they won game one. So uh, that, that is one that, that I do kind of like. It was more of just – I need to see how Giannis looks. All right, he's healthy. Milwaukee can win two home games in this series. So well, what I like do you have Phoenix to return six. at? What, on, that? what do you have the return at on six? What did I get? I, I need to look it up. I got it just shy of four dollars. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I got it at four twenty-five. Now, yeah, you got a better number than me. I think I got three seventy-five. Yeah, three seventy-five. You took it after game one, and that's not that big of a dip. No, yeah. fifty points following a victory is not that big of a dip at all. So, no, I'm not at all. look again. It's. I think that I, I think those markets really didn't turn too much. The one the market that turned a lot after game one was the Suns and five. That was the one that turned yeah. a ton. Um, but look, I, I didn't realistically. And again, could the Suns win in five? Of course, they could win tonight and wrap this thing up. Again, Phoenix is a really darn good basketball team. That's been proven uh, through this whole postseason and through the regular season. So they're they're capable of, of blowing up our bets. But I look, I like where we're at. With Phoenix and six right now. Well, you yeah, brought up. I, go ahead, Harry. Sorry. You brought up Button well, Harry, real, real quick. We oh, have a break on the network. We're still live on the Jacob Media YouTube page. Make sure you hit us up with a like. Make sure you are subscribed to the channel. 
the notification bell. We're back on Sports Map Radio in three. Okay. I don't want to derail the uh, finals discussion. Oh, but can I throw up... one more final? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So I think there's a lot of scoring tonight. I'm not tempted or, or I'm not going to take the total pre-flop, but even like I don't see a scenario where it's low scoring. I think Phoenix is going to bounce back and knock down some shots. Milwaukee has guys that clearly can get to the bucket and knock down shots outside of Giannis and, and the, his Robins, if you will. So I really like a lot of points tonight. And, and what I did is I went in-game, same-game parlay here. And I, this is all for three-plus made three. So all I need is three threes from each of these individuals. And the return is plus 801. Crowder, okay. Paul, Holiday. Now, Holiday is the one where I need him to continue what he did last game, and that's going to be the question. But Paul is going to get a ton of looks tonight, and Jay Crowder is the one constant with Phoenix, no matter what the hell's going on with the Suns. He's going to get looks as well. So based on the availability of shots, that's where I took this play. So Holiday is the only concern. Right. And he's the only one who could blow this up for but you. Think about that, Jeff. I have Drew Holiday three plus threes tonight, essentially at plus 801. It's now, not a bad bet, right? <laughs> I mean, look, uh, Crowder's gonna crowd. First off, Crowder's gonna take too many to not get the three, unless if he just has an epically bad shooting Absolutely. night. Absolutely, uh, he will get the three. Paul will get the three again. It's it's, it's it, you're right. You have an eight to one ticket on Drew Holiday to make three threes, basically. Now watch. Then it's gonna be Holiday makes five, Crowder makes four, and then you're needing a late one from CP3, and you're sweating profusely at the end. Dude, this ticket ain't paying off in the first quarter. I know that. So <laughs> this is a long night for me right now. Yeah, it's going to be a fourth quarter cash there. What I really need more so than anything, this is what I was telling the fellas, and, and Harry is going to derail. and or Not derail, he's just going to change the direction. That's all. What I really need tonight more so than anything is under four and a half rebounds for Paul. That that would be. What's the number you, you, you got on that? Well, it's a it's part of a three-leg ticket here so i took the under 11 and a half runs last night at minus 128 i go under four and a half rebounds tonight for chris paul at minus 208 and then i have webb simpson top 20 at plus 230 that returns plus 769 okay you know what's gonna happen there paul will hit that and then webb simpson will miss the cut that's what will happen there <laughs> webb is in webb is destined for a top 20 and i'm gonna uh, be here to cash it i don't know uh, but you brought up Budenholzer a while ago, and that made yes. me think of uh, Popovich. You haven't gotten caught betting this Team USA in these first two or two of these three games, have you? Okay, so no, I have not. I will say this. <laughs> the uh, the second game, the, the debacle against Australia, I was very close because I was like, you know what? They just lost to Nigeria. They can't possibly – said the same, same thing. Great game. And it was a big number, too. And that's why I got scared off. It was like and 18 and a half. 17 and a half, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think 18 and a half, what I, I saw closing on Australia. I'm like, you know what? I just can't do it because at least yeah. the Aussies have some pros that are that, that that we at least know who they are. And Patty Mills turns into Superman when playing for Australia. And the guy behind you, Harry, isn't playing for Australia. Right, right. Uh, so that may not be a bad thing. Uh, and they lose that game. Uh, yesterday probably was a good bet on spot on the U.S. just because Argentina. I mean, uh, Luis Scola, who might be older than Barrett at this point. Oh, my point. God. No, Harry. <laughs> Harry's older than Barrett. Yeah, I'm, I'm older than Barrett. <laughs> Harry's the guy that you reference when it's like, yeah, hey, he's older than dirt. That's Harry on the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to – again, the, the, the Barrett's the former professional athlete. Scola 
the former uh, pro uh, NBA or I had Alex Ramon uh, main reason I went there. But well, no. the, uh, we were told, we were told, Parles, we were told that you know, go out and even if you got to go out and get a loan for for fifteen or ten grand, yeah, bet it on them to win. Bet yeah. it on that was uh, money the money right. uh, Yeah, the 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 Nigeria one was jarring, but Nigeria did flip around at least and destroy Argentina the next yeah. day. So, right, that's not a fluke. Yeah, so look, the Nigeria team actually has a chance to medal in Tokyo, but still, look, if you're the U.S., you can't lose to Nigeria, you can't lose to Australia, you just can't, you can't right. do it. And no, no, no. And, and, and the interesting thing too is that it, it's uh. The futures odds, they were minus 1,600 before the Nigeria game. They're now minus 500 to win gold. So that thing's dipped a ton. I'm not wow. touching that thing. There's no way in hell I'm watching any more Team USA basketball. They ruined it for me. Two games in a row. <laughs> the play, the play. They didn't even count. Look, and that's why. If they can't, look, this is like, okay, this may have a really cool ending to it where they're hoisting up whatever trophy or the gold medal, whatever crap it is that you celebrate here on this. You talk about a fake game. The Olympics are fake. That's a different story, but <laughs> it's like a movie. All right. If you can't get me to sit through the first 10 minutes, then some crazy cool ending that you have an hour and 20 minutes past that. It doesn't matter in my life anymore. Cause I've already suburban commando could have had the best ending in the history of movie of film with Hulk Hogan, but I walked out of that sucker 10 minutes into it and I never regretted it a day in my life. <laughs> I tried to get him to bet Pete Alonzo in the home run derby. You wouldn't listen to me then either. Parles. No. It just took the under last night. That was the safe one. I, that was, that was the, look, the, uh, the, 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 well, I'm on, happy on. I ended up betting a little. Hold on. All right. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm I'm just happy I bet a little Alonzo, Harry, because I would have been very upset with myself if I didn't take a little. I'd actually had a bigger bet on Gallo to win the home run derby than Alonzo, mm. but when you're dealing with prices like that, it doesn't. You can wipe out your losses pretty easily. Yeah. Uh, when you're hitting a, a, a bet that's close to plus five fifty like that. Yeah. All right, I got a jet. Oh yeah. All right, bro. Right All right. See you guys. See you, hey. Jeff. Now, now you're stuck here. <laughs> now you're locked in for the next couple of minutes. Hey, I got, I got, five, I got five more minutes here, guys. Oh, that's fine. We can do that. We can definitely do that. I, I don't know. So, what's your strategy tonight? Like, how do you approach this game? Take us through what you see tonight, pre-flop, and then what you expect. Because although it didn't hit last game, and it it did hit the game before, I still like Milwaukee in the first quarter. I'm not going to get great odds at all on the money line, but I don't mind laying, especially if you can get a three-way where it's like minus two and a half, minus two and a half, or no team minus two and a half. I think Milwaukee in that scenario would probably play out. And then what I would do is I would wait for Milwaukee to win the first quarter by three to six points and then live bet the Suns ideally somewhere around nine, nine and a half. Now, this is ambitious, let the books play ball, but that's kind of like, I don't like anything ahead of time. I don't like any bet at all pre-flop outside of the first quarter. I don't think uh, they'll, they're going to play ball with you to get you to nine. If you're only, if you're only down six at the end of the first quarter, I mean, it close. If it closes at five, you know, closes at five, you'll probably see a seven and a half. I would bet maybe an eight. Again, I think the in-game numbers will be a little more cautious because Again, pre-game, the betters are moving this thing. In once you get in-game, you get the computer computer algorithm, and the computer I think likes Phoenix a little bit more than the public does in this game. Um, look, here here is my strategy. Like I said, I laid the four last night before it moved the four and a half. 
Uh, I think this is an over game. This is played as an over series. I don't care that everyone whined about how game two ended. Uh, you got it back in game three, which should have been a big over that ended up going under by a half somehow at the end. So I think this is going to be an over game four. Uh, and, and I like Milwaukee to win the game. I just think a Giannis is by far the best player in this series, especially now that he's healthy. And one thing we talked about, in, uh, especially last series, the role players have played better at home for Milwaukee all postseason than they have away from home. So I think that's going to play a key role in tonight's game where Milwaukee's, again, the second and third old, uh, uh, stars in Middleton and Holiday will play better at home. And then those bench pieces who have struggled away from home in a big way uh, in this postseason, I think will be better tonight. And Milwaukee knots this thing up. But again, I still think Phoenix is the better team in the long run in this series, guys, like I said before. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Bro, how do you do it, man? How do you do it? I mean, I just go we down. Got, we got to know a little bit of everything, Barrett. Right. They were just talking about numbers and everything else, man. It's just it, – it sounds so simple when you're dealing with just oh, numbers. Oh, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Hey, look, I will say this, though. Uh, it is nice having, like, today is usually the worst day of the sports calendar, usually. Yeah. The day after the Major League Baseball All-Star game where you have nothing, usually. It is a nice little change, at least for one year, to get us a, legitimate, a legitimately important game, right. obviously, an NBA Finals where – the, all the eyeballs should be tonight after them taking an extra day off. Uh, very courteous of the NBA to not put their, uh, their 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 finals the same day of the All Star game. Which again, the All Star game was a little more entertaining than uh, than I than you would have expected last night for a five two game in Denver. Yep. No, you're right. And again, it doesn't matter where you play this game. It could be in space. The ball is not leaving the park consistently enough to hit double digits runs. It's just. It's not going to happen in an all-star Pitchers are too good in the all-star game. Absolutely right. Yes. Yes. We just said today. You've, yes. Now, you brought up something that I think the three of us can appreciate here and the stream as well, which is I'm 42 years old and I do not remember anything at all, especially in the last 10 years where sports betting has increased even illegally exponentially, where there has been something played tonight. Right. It has always been no. this is the worst night of the year. This is the most boring night of the year. There's no sports. Let's hope somebody gets in trouble in the NFL or somebody demands a trade in the <laughs> NBA, like something. Yet we have game like this isn't even, and I'm not knocking, but this isn't Copa America. This isn't a, a golf tournament. This is game four of the NBA Finals. So yeah. this proxy alone, gentlemen, this should be the most watched game four in the NBA Finals history, right? Yes, no question. Uh, in theory, yes. In theory. Again, the one thing is viewers are regimental. And, of course, last year, obviously, the, the regiment obviously was blown up for obvious reasons, but middle of July, a lot of people are on vacation. That's really the, the concern more than anything for, for the NBA and why the ratings in this series just have not been as good as you would anticipate for a, uh, again, we're solely in baseball now, other than these remaining two to four games in the NBA until uh Again, we were. I was hosting a nightcap on Beeson last night. Thank goodness we're a month away from from even just preseason football again, guys. Right, I mean, right. I mean, right. thank goodness we actually have like a. Again, I know we ended up with a, a 
a regular, regular season for the most part last year. But it'll be nice to be like, oh, yeah, we have preseason games where, by the way, Barrett, you'll, you'll like this. Preseason games might be the most bet sharp sport of anything. Are Period. you kidding me? Football games. Football. Preseason NFL games. No. Yes. No, get out of here. Yes. Come on, man. Sharp betters love preseason NFL games. Well, <laughs> it, but here's an explain Why? because my guess is we saw this where it's the XFL all over again, where you can have an idea of what a Chiefs team looks like with Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey playing for four quarters, but the books really haven't caught up on what a third stringer is going to do out there. So if you're mining training camp and you're looking at what a third or fourth string wide receiver can do, and this kid has talent that maybe he's not up on the depth chart for politics or other reasons, you can take full advantage, especially in game, I imagine, Jeff, when lines aren't adjusting as tight as they are regular season. So there's a, there's a few reasons. First off, John Harbaugh does not lose in preseason. Just throwing that out there right now. The Ravens do not lose in the preseason. Why, I have no idea. But going into the 2019 preseason, and this actually, the streak continued until that, that, uh, that lightning-shortened game against the Eagles late in the uh, 2019 preseason, where basically uh, Harbaugh had covered 12 of his last 13 preseason games for the Ravens. Wow. There are a lot of trends like that where – there are some teams that care about preseason. There are some that do not. The other thing is, too, we know how long players are playing for as well. Uh, again, obviously, we know that everyone's starters are playing in a regular season, but there's a bigger gap between a team playing a second-string quarterback for two quarters in a game and an, and Team B playing the third stringer for the two quarters in the game. Right. So – there, it's more like I said. It's it, you know what's gonna you. It, it's more telegraphed, and that's part of the reason that a lot of the sharps love betting NFL preseason. And you see, and also too, Barrett, in regular season NFL, it's very rare without an injury that you see a line move more than other than week one because the lines are up forever and ever and ever, and it's the first thing that people are looking at. It's very rare that you see a game move more than two points without a major injury in the preseason all it takes is sharp a like oh let's say that the jets are playing the eagles the jets are favored by four points the sharp thinks that line line is wrong bet the eagles plus four all right the books are like well we put the lineup wrong eagles now minus three off that one giant bet from the sharp that is how ha that happens all the time in preseason well, so it's yeah. one of those where you if you think something's wrong early on a preseason line Hop in and bet it because more times than not, the Sharps are going to be thinking the same way as you. Yeah, because Nick Sirianni and this Eagles team don't know who's what and what's who, and Hurts <laughs> will probably get a major, major chunk of reps. And you're right, man. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Nice little. This is the last thing we. I showed this to the guys earlier, and yes. uh, I think that it kind of. We're out of here, so don't worry. We're not going to hold you. Oh, you're longer. good. But this is something that. I showed people because I, I don't think that a lot of people realize that if you just bet every, if you bet a hundred bets at minus one ten, you're going to win 52.4% of those. Even if you have no freaking clue what you're betting on, it's just the return of it. So instead of just blindly throwing stuff out, a lot of these metrics 
can be used return break even base. It's called break even win percentage can be used on what you're telling us now. Right. You're giving us a play. You're giving us something to keep an eye on. You know, I really like the value at minus 160 when it dropped from minus 250, but I'm not going to go any lower than minus you know, 130 or on the flip side, I really love the value here at plus 130. I don't need to take that higher risk at plus 180, 85, even though the return is better because of the break even win percentage. So just just trying to add a little more. No, I know it's going to drive Barrett and, and Harry, the anti analytics crowd crazy, but just to apply a little bit more nuance, if you will, to the conversations. That's well, what. more than anything, it just shows also again, it kind of shows how hard this thing can be to make money in. Because you get a bad stretch where you're sitting in the mid 40s, uh, you can lose a lot of money pretty quickly here. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's just the way it is. And and look, uh, and also, too, guys, just keep in mind uh, parlays are sometimes like they're fun, they're not always the best making money strategy. Um, there's a reason that you see a lot of same game parlays pop up now. Uh, uh, on FanDuel, unless uh, again, uh, unless you're Aitano or, or really Lil Kenny, in all honesty, you're you're really uh, really struggling uh, more than more times than not to really make a lot of money uh, parlay wise. But look again, fifty two and a half percent—that's your gold number. That's what you need to do in order to make some money uh, betting sports on your traditional minus one ten juice. And the one thing that in these newer jurisdictions that you you have to be on the lookout for—it's not always minus one ten juice. So the higher that juice goes, if you're betting yep. on a book that's a minus 115, minus 115 every way, or God forbid you're betting at a book that's minus 120, minus 120 either way, which my suggestion would be go find a different book if that's the case. Uh, it, you're making it exponentially harder on yourself if you're not betting at least at a regular minus 105, minus one, or excuse me, minus 110, minus 110 line. Or again, if you find a place with dime lines, which is minus 105 on each side, Obviously, it makes it a little bit easier because then you're looking at only 51.2% to break even. <laughs> Look at that. Numbers, info, everything. Have a great night, everybody. We're back on Thursday. We'll see you. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.